Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode, we're talking about leaving and cleaving. A whole conversation around family dynamics after you get married. How do you deal with in-laws, parents, and all that fun stuff. Fuller, you ready to talk about it? Let's go. Let's go. Bro, did you people, laugh at me in my intro? People aren't yeah, a little bit. <laughs> You're like, we got it right, but I said leave and cleave. You're like, leave it and cleave it. <laughs> We're talking about leaving and cleaveth. I'm like, oh shoot, I just kept on marching. You're over here going, <laughs> leaving and cleaving. Can't take this man anywhere, guys. I, yeah, you know the funny thing is, is only the people on YouTube get to see all the funniness that I was doing in the video. <laughs> is that what we're calling this now? Or or something. The awkwardness, I guess. The awkwardness, that's that true. Too. But unless you're on YouTube, you never know, right? Because we're just quiet and we just do our thing. We're just, we're always watching. Well, we're watching back with that. I'm glad you got watching. it. Man. I just, we were watching a show the other day and the voice of Mike Wazowski was in this other movie we were watching and Beth called it. And that, I'm like, that guy's pretty popular actually, especially in the nineties. He was, his, he was in a lot of movies really? and I forget his name, but uh, yeah, he okay. was in a so lot. We're going Monsters Inc. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Oh, Billy Crystal. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. He's been in a lot. Especially in the 90s, 80s and 90s, he was really popular. But we were just watching a movie the other day, and somehow it came up. In a, he was in Cars. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. So you know whose voice yeah, has been I don't been see what movie it my- was. It was just one random movie, and it was just like, yep, yeah, it, it was his voice. But I don't see it on IMDb, so maybe I'm losing it. You know whose voice has been stuck in my head? Dog the Bounty Hunter. Who? Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog? Dog the Bounty Hunter? You've never heard of Dog, no, bo- Look dog up. the Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah. Hunter. Do you know why Dog the Bounty Hunter has been stuck oh, in my that head? Guy. He was yeah. in, I mean, he's been in Hawaii yeah, 5 he, That's the only reason why I know him. He kind of talks like this. You know, I'm Dog the Bounty Hunter, kid. If you picture the most, like, so, I'm not like in a good way, but if you picture like the most picturesque Hollywood version of a man's man that like drinks whiskey, dope, smokes dope cigars, and rides a motorcycle Harley, like he is the perks he's the picture perfect so, person. So he's so that's some nasty. He's hair. been stuck in my head because of a podcast I've been listening to called Two Past Midnight. That <laughs> that's your neighbor's podcast. <laughs> that's right? my neighbor's podcast, and the character. So it's like a it's like D and D, but it's not D and D because it's all Nerd. like it's all. It's all role playing, but it's like the year two thousand, okay, like so a war with Russia, America, and Russia, like but, a cold but, but war. Are, is, are they like recording themselves playing this game? Yes. This, like so, oh, they're, they're actually so it's it's almost like these, they're having bros night. Dude, they're like, hey, I've let's put some to, microphones on where we're doing some. I've bro listened night. to eleven straight hours of this already this week, and I'm wow. like hooked. Now, granted, okay, it's not an appropriate podcast <laughs> to children. Don't around. listen. Don't let okay. your kids fall asleep to so, it. So there's there's the. The guys that are in it with Brian, not my neighbor, but the other guys, uh, are army vets, and they live up to it, and and they live up to it, it. but it's an amazing storyline what they've created here, and I'm like hooked, hooked. But anyways, I like you listening to that. I'm listening to a podcast called uh, and uh, 
it's called the, the no BS agency. Yeah. Like, like well, completely so, different segue, a completely different universe. So I listen to SEO podcast, but I'm, 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 but this guy's voice is stuck. So Brian's voice, he, Brian, he goes, yeah, my character's based off of dog, the bounty hunter. And I'm like, so, so he I, goes, I, I he goes say, I'm, around. I'm about to pull it up and listen, but like, oh, that might, he goes an explicit rating. Yeah. So he goes around and he does this young blood voice from dog, the bounty hunter. Young blood. And that's what, that's what the voice is stuck in my head right now. It's, hey, young blood. And it's like, yeah. So my, my neighbor's voice is stuck in my head from his podcast. Cause I've Better listened than to your it. your Irish voice. Huh? Okay. So <laughs> revive fast. We're just going to call a spade a spade. We sent, Let's we, just do it. we sent Matt Grimm a very fun video. Hi, Matt. Cause he was like, Hey guys, I need you guys to send me a video. We're going to put in our stories. And we're like, cool. Let's see what the other videos are like. Let's so see we kind of get a vibe. Yeah, everybody. The that's first coming. three were all Irish. All yeah. three dudes. We, we, so, the messengers, uh, uh, rent collective and the, the guy who's speaking, he was in like a nasty accident. Yes. Um, yeah. So they all had Irish. I like the, those were the th three top videos we watched and they all had Irish accents. I go, apparently that's what you have to have in order to be at revive fest. So, so. so I started like mimicking it upstairs and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna send. Let's just record this. I, I'm gonna send a gag video to Matt and just be like, "Here's your video, Matt." And I was like, "Oh, hey, this is a real talk Christian podcast. We're gonna be at Revive Fest doing a workshop, and maybe playing a little guitar worship on Sunday." And like, we're not at all. <laughs> then I couldn't hold it together and I started laughing. It was funny. It was <laughs> solid. You yeah. do a lot of incredible impersonations. I, I like to do. I wanted I to be a like voice actor. Though. That's but so that's true. You that's know what I wanted to do. Well, maybe you should. You got the microphone and the technology to get Whoa. back into it. Well, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta get like, who am I gonna do it for, for other than my RTC? What I did it, I've done it, I've done it one time. I did the whole Christmas Carol thing. That's true. If you guys have not listened Dude, to the Christmas was, Carol thing, that was incredible. That was like four months of like recording and editing and sound effects and like the whole kit and caboodle. In other words, Fuller needs some real life friends, guys. No. <laughs> I kid, so, I kid. No, so that, that, Janiel, that was a masterpiece. Janiel didn't see me for like four straight months because we'd put the kids to bed and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to work on a Christmas carol because I got to get it done because I wanted to release it the week of Christmas. Yep. And so, yeah, it, it's an hour long audio drama. So we have Janiel drama. to thank for that. Yeah. 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 Well, she, Janiel even made a guest appearance in it for a couple of voices. Well, more the so, fact that she let you, she gave you up to let you. Well, she knows if it was up to me, if we didn't have kids and I had just all this Uber amount of time that I'd probably do voice acting stuff on my own and create audio dramas all the time. You know, I like doing it. Beth and I just had this conversation the other day of the people who talk about now, if you are mayor without kids, forgive me. We're just going, we just, I'm going to rock sorry, this boat. Sorry. Well, I remember like when I'm like, I look back and I'm like, what did I do with myself when I had no kids and all this time? And like, I was always tired when I had Lived no kids. Life. And now I'm like, well, I look back and I'm like, I can't picture my life without my kids in it no, in yeah, some definitely. way, shape or form. And, and with all of them together or one at a time, whatever it is, I can't picture without it. And I'm like, Man, what did I do with all this free time? I feel like I could have been a billionaire. Well, so like you know? I, I've thought well, about yeah, it. I also and I'm got like, married at like twenty. So. I'm like, man, we had a lot of dates, again, a lot of like, walks you know. in the park, and like we did a lot of stuff. Me and Janiel did a lot of stuff when we were first married without kids, and then Beth and I started with seven. So let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, you guys are like, hey, screw that. Watch this. Screw Meow. that no kids thing. Let's Beth just isn't very good it. at following the quote unquote status quo. So she took that, uh, keep it up with the Joneses and outdid the Joneses by like tenfold <laughs> <laughs> on her own. She's like, Joneses got the parent of I the year, five. Meeting, meeting Kane, the wrestler and getting yeah. the parent of the year award, adopted yeah. parent of the year award. Yep. And Crazy. that became our, um, uh, free passes at Disney for our honeymoon and did terrible on the kids. Terrible. Uh, you know. Terrible. But you know what they say? <laughs> a good home life starts with a great marriage relationship. So that's what we did.
We went to Disney. Is that your excuse you're going with? 100%. <laughs> All right, we'll just move on from that. The other excuse ah. is the fact that they didn't even give them enough passes to go for all the kids. So one thing we did not talk about last episode that we said we were going to talk about, but then we started talking about other things. Well, what, so what it's is gonna, that? It's going to tie into happy wife, happy life, okay. and kids. Okay. But we're going to tie it into happy kids equals okay. happy wife equals happy life. And the way to keep your kids happy is by taking them to Costco on sample day. <gasps> Yeah. Okay. See where you start talking about it. And I'm like, where are you going He's with like, this? He's like, what the heck is Because here's the deal. Yeah. We're not a Costco family. We're no. a Sands Club family. We're the co- well, we used to be a Sands Club family, but I get a discount through work for Costco. Wait, really? I do. So, yeah. So, I wonder if I could use my business account to pay for our Sands Club membership. Probably. It'd be a good tax write off. Yeah. I wonder how I, mean, how I could fudge that one. I mean, you're feeding your employees all the time. That's true. <laughs> that is so hey, true. Go get daddy that pencil. You're my secretary for the day. I'm tax write off. I taught, taught Nord how to put uh, letters in the mailbox today Perfect. so I could send her up and say, hey, put this letter in the mailbox for me from when I'm working. You got yourself eight little secretaries. <laughs> They do not do a good job. Let's just put it that way. They they do they they call well, me to have more. Work. That's because they're unionized. <laughs> they're part of the Hyde Union. <laughs> that's that is, that is fair. But but so we're Sands Club people only because one of two reasons, right? Okay. Number one is my mom has a Costco membership, right? So we're like, why do we double down on Costco? Let's Dude, double down on both. They're cracking down on that though. No no no. Like we walk in with mom. Like yeah, I know, but they're cracking down on it. Like they're they're cracking down and checking everybody that's there, like to make sure that they're all card holders now. They just did it. So you can't like walk in with family members anymore. You can't. You can't like cause so like my like Janelle used to walk in with her mom, and then her mom would get stuff. She would get stuff, and they just use Janelle's card. Right. They're not doing that anymore. Like the person, the card holder, has to buy everything. Oh yes, no, no. no. So we do that, and then we just sell mom the money. So yeah, yeah we already do that. Sure. But, but yeah, they're, they're like hardcore on it now. They're see, like Sam's, checking IDs dude, before you check Sam's out. Sam's is so ghetto. They don't even have a picture. You could just hold up a green card from Starbucks and probably get in. Let's <laughs> just like, be honest. Did you cro- cross the Rio Grande? You're a Sam's Club like, member. Like, it has my name on the back, and but they never make me check my ID. So I could hand you it. You could just say, yeah, I'm Mark, and like show it and just walk in. Like, no big deal. And then when you pay, like, well... I got the burps. Beth pays with the app as she goes, so she scans it as it walks into the cart, and then we just walk out. And then they it's, it's so... She is so all about that Waterloo. technology, man, too, I'm, man. I got, the, I got the Waterloo burp. She is so good. Like, What do you mean? I didn't use Venmo until like Beth started using Venmo, and I'm like, all right, I'll get Venmo. I'll try it out. And no, we do like, all of them. Zelle, Venmo, yeah, yeah. Cash App, all of them. That's too much for me. I can't keep up on all that technology. Because of all these other people that we have to deal with, that everyone else uses something again, different. Again, keep up with the Joneses. She outdoes it, right, <laughs> by 10 times. Just by living. She's like, Just oh, you got Venmo? Well, I've got Every but then, okay, but, but the second reason why we're a Sam Club family is because they have better prepackaged snacks for lunches for kids. Um, I don't know. Because we've man. done a lot with Costco. Co- Costco's really up at like we just got a whole big old box of the, like the Nutella like and crackers, oh, see, and then now, we did the the big snack packs yep. all the time. No, and, there's just actually more and better options. See, I find for Sam's. I, 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 I no, it's on both. Because that's I, what I've, I've, I've had a Sam's Club membership, and I find more at Costco than I ever. But did here's at Sam's. the deal: at Sam, uh, I. I like Costco better than Sam's. Their food court's actually a little bit better than Sam's, even though Sam's Club hot dogs are amazing. Sam's Club hot dogs are so, so good. I've never had either They're or, so good. but Janelle and the kids love Costco, and the kids love the pizza from Costco. Yep. Surprisingly, Sam's pizza's pretty good, too. But that, but that, uh, that, uh, the... I like the rotisserie chicken from Costco. Yeah, that's what's what. up. No, there's Five a sandwich that's that at, there's some on. sandwich that's at, um, it's like a big old... I don't even know what it is. It's some sort of turkey, turkey something sandwich from Costco Ooh. that's really, really yummy. And at Sam's, you literally like, do you want a, do you want a hot dog? 
Do you want pizza or do you want like a pretzel or, or pretzel? Honey, pizza? pack like, up the kids. It. We're going to Casco. That's what we do for dinner. But anyway, so dollar twenty five, dollar fifty a person. It's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, of course. So but, yeah, but, but we're talking about samples because Sam's doesn't do samples. So anymore. Costco has the samples, and so it's like every Saturday. So, so uh, what is he? Uh, Shiloh calls calls it the snack store. Or the no, he store. does not. Like, that's where he like it's his favorite store to go to. I want to go to the snack store. He goes. He, all the time. Hey, you want to go to Costco? Yeah, yeah, I want to go. That's his favorite place to go. You want to go to the park? Yeah, I'll go to the park. You want to go to Costco? Yeah, I want to go to Costco. Like the boy is all Tell about Tell me you're a food. Fuller's child without telling me Look, you are Fuller's child. He's a good Baptist right there. <laughs> <laughs> he like that Tinkerbell. But he gets mad when like if we'll see a, like a snack we don't think he'll like or like a sample. And we're like, ah, oh, no. And he's like, no, I want He'll eat every single sample. Even if you don't like it, he's eating that, that sample. It's free. So how come when he comes home and it's dinner time, he's like, Terrible no, I ain't going to eat Terrible any of this crap. Either. So we take him to Costco for lunch and let him eat the samples. <laughs> Go for it, bro. You guaranteed that Go silo will it. get filled up on samples. And you know sales. what? Every time I try a sample, I go, Costco. I go, man, that's really good. I throw one of them in my car. <laughs> that's where they get that's you. Good. I know. Hey, I'm all about it. So at least I'm buying it when I'm taking the sample. That's my, true. My boy's just snacking. <laughs> <laughs> he's just there for the snacks. He's ex- so he used to have a Disney shirt. And it had okay. all had all the Disney Park foods on it. Oh, and it said, "I'm just here for the snacks." That's good. <laughs> that's that's yeah. really good. Speaking of Disney, coming full circle with that. <laughs> but dude, okay, but so at Costco, have you been buying their coffees anymore? Uh, or not, not too much anymore. Not so much. You know, I tried a few. Of, they haven't carried the Mayan blend, which is the last blend that I really, really enjoyed from Costco. And I've tried a few of the other ones, and I didn't like it. Actually, the last ones, the last two we got, the Kirkland, and then Janine wanted the Starbucks medium roast one which is a dark roast yep and i ended up grinding them and hated them so much i gave them to my father-in-law because oh like, really he likes the char so i'm like you, you can have you, it you do you fundy boo boo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can have it there my good sir i love uh, it i like to keep my taste buds intact and speaking of taste buds you and i are actually having a second cup of coffee this tonight yes yes normally sir. when we record actually, we have coffee in the that. first one no coffee aside. it's almost gone mine uh, you can see the Dude, bottom of my bro cup. yours is like gone, gone you got like okay it's done anyway so we're drinking the uh, brazilian one again it's yeah from Tacoa, the I single say, origin. This one, okay, so all coffees have a different taste if they're super hot or if they cool down. And but sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse, sometimes it's more uh this velvety. One's good. This one's good going down. This one cold. actually went down really good going down. Not hot, not warm, this but this would like be a, a good chill. iced coffee. Yes, and that's what I was about to say. Like yeah. if you put some ice in this mug, maybe we should we should start doing some iced coffees on the show. We should definitely think about maybe iced coffee at, at Revive Fest. I'm thinking like we did last. I still got some La Columbas that I bought a like a month ago in my fridge, like we had last year. Uh, were they the cans? I yeah, think those, is what it was. Yeah, the mixed. cans. Yep. As I'm over here, like going cracking on my hands. <laughs> like, Look here. We're uh, <laughs> but I'm also drinking now that my coffee's and I got my water, but we're drinking Waterloo tonight, which I made a comment about water. Oh, no, you're not. You're drinking the lemonade I'm, like you normally do. I'm drinking my neon green. It looks of like course, on my yeah, TV. Our TV is weird. But so, like, okay, so I had my first Waterloo the other day, which for all you people, it's uh, it's Texas bougie water. So, yeah. um, but Everybody wants a little Waterloo. Yours is pink, but mine is blue. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, I, the first Waterloo I ever had was on the 4th of July fireworks with my buddy Will, which you met Will for the first Will, time at Costco. At Co- Costco, boy, bringing Suarez, people together. Pastor over at First Baptist Mission Waka, he had a vanilla orange Waterloo, Ooh. and it was like a creamsicle. Ooh. It was one of those where it's like, okay, if you want something crisp and refreshing, it's like, ah, that might not be it. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's a hot... If it's cold, if it it's might a be. banging hot summer day, you might not want that. But like watching fireworks at like nine o'clock at night, that goes down good. If it's cold, it would go down good. 
I, I cold outside or the or no, the, like the can, the, the can is cold. Oh no, no, it was cold. cold. But okay. I'm saying, but like on a hot summer day, like okay. So I'm drinking the, the lemon, lemon lime, and oh, most man. lemon limes suck when it comes to this is my favorite. This lime. is really good. Yeah, I'm it's, shocked. It's very good. Beth, can we get some of this? Hey, Martin's. That's where I got it from. we ain't that rich. I went there and bought. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I bought I'm just that, kidding, bro. I mean, that and Cherry Coke Zero is what I got from Martin's the other day. I mean, it's the same price no matter where you go for Waterloo. But this this lemon lime Waterloo, hands down, is the best lemon lime yes, flavored I, water I, I I've ever agree. had. And you know what? It's also Basically, the best. I wonder what the rest of them are. Oh, oh, you're the best, Fuller. You know what else is the best? You. Our listeners. Oh, my for, bad. For leaving my reviews bad. for us. That's true. And we got a new one we to read. We do have a new review to this read. This is the second one in a row where they have a year put in there. I like it kind of. makes me feel old as dirt. So stop. <laughs> Dude, you. I was stop. like six years old when this happened. <laughs> yeah, I was like four. So this review comes from Tyler Khan, 1995. Wow. This was back on March 7th. And it says, great show. Love listening to the show when I'm at work. You guys are awesome and help me get through a lot. Thank you for everything you guys do and stand for. Well, you know what, Tyler Khan? Thank you. We really appreciate when you guys do these reviews, either on Apple iTunes or rate us on Spotify or even Facebook or anything like that. Because what that does is that helps you guys help get this show into the ears of other listeners. And it's not about me and Mark, and it's not about ratings or or views or listens or downloads for us. It's about wanting to help those who who want the help and desire the discipleship and maybe don't know where to get plugged in to bring you guys a little extra content um, to fill your lives with, to, to, to fill your hearts with, with God's word. And, um, you know, we throw a lot of our opinions on what our, our take is on God's word sometimes, but really it comes down to what does God say about everything. And that's, that's what we try to do. And that. that's what yeah. we try to push for. Um, we don't always get it right. And, and sometimes it's hard to get right. Um, but we do our best. And again, you guys doing this helps get that message out and the message and the gospel out to people who may not ever hear it or have this opportunity. So thank you guys for all that you do when you leave these ratings. Yeah, and I just looked it up. We have 174 reviews on Apple Podcasts. Nice. Spotify doesn't tell us the exact number anymore, but we have over 1,000. It says we have 1.1K. Right. 1.1K. So, so for all of you guys that took the split second out of your day to leave us a review, appreciate seriously, it. We, we, it's awesome. Like, we, I don't know yeah, what to say except for the fact it. of we appreciate it more than you know. Yeah, and so uh, with that being said, why don't we go ahead and leave the banter and start cleaving to today's show? Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. So, again, second episode, we got a lot more coming. The Facebook group has started so many amazing different conversations. That's I was right. going back this afternoon trying to find where we were talking about in-laws and how to deal with um, borders, not borders, <laughs> boundaries, a, build a wall between you and your in-law, no uh, boundaries and overbearing in-laws. And I couldn't find where that feed was. It might've been in a comment section of a different post. I don't know. I tried the search it was feature. Actually, it wasn't that great. It, I couldn't find it. We actually it. talked about it today. It was on today in the Facebook group today. It got brought up again by me or somebody else. No, it got brought up in the Facebook group. And then you said something about, I said for research purposes, no, but there was something else that was said in the comment section and you had said something and then I had I got a message from somebody talking about boundaries and in-laws and mm. all that stuff. And I responded, well, funny that you should mention that because uh, <laughs> we got you, boo-boo. We're recording an episode tonight to be airing here in about four or five weeks that you'll be able to listen in. So yeah. It's yeah, a, it's interesting, man. Where we talk about in-laws and how yeah. God brings it together it's sometimes. True. And so. I've had two different people from two different walks of life message me personally talking about baptismal regeneration. They're like, mm. so I just read this weird thing about our church belief, and I'm like you you go to a Christian church, don't you? They're like, yep. And I'm like, 
Let's talk about it. So, wait, it, a, a Christian church? The, 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 the denomination, Christian church. The oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. About gotcha. like, I'm like, do, is baptism required for salvation? I'm like, aren't all churches kind of Christian? <laughs> we hope. We sure dang hope so. But it's more than just the fact of it's really cool that be, that we're able to have these conversations with right. you guys. We're, I mean, I, let's be honest, we can't keep up with all the DMs. That's where the Facebook group well, comes in. Big time DMs, DMs, emails. If we don't get back to text an email, messages, phone calls, hey, hit, us, hit us up again. Sometimes it takes two or three times before yep. we can get back because we. It, if and that's where the Facebook the group of the I mean, community really comes right. in, in handy with that. But, you know, this whole idea around uh, parents and in-laws and how do you work with this relationship? I, I was kind of looking up on the Google today about what are different on the Google, on the Google about <laughs> different stresses. And I was looking for non-Christian articles and resources mm. about what are some of the biggest stresses in people's marriages and obviously there's the typical answers like finances is a big one sure um directions about where do you want to go in life mm, do you want to be more family-centered or yeah big money big business yeah, retirement plans is another big one i mean obviously like you know sexual intimacy is is a big struggle with different in, in different marriages there's also um what was another one of the big ones uh shoot i mean i mean i mean Money, relationship, like those are kind of the the, the big stressors sure. with that. And um, then, but but what's funny though is in laws was not necessarily mentioned. Oh, really? By by name? No, huh. I looked through a lot of different articles, and it was like, oh, oh, um, uh, other different stressors were like uh, moving to a new location or change of job, uh, yeah. um, death in the family, like Ooh. extended family or kids, or um, empty nesters was one of the big ones. Is once your kids yeah. leave the house, yep. it's a big stressor on people's marriages because you've looked for Makes the kids, sense. and now yeah. kids are going like, what do I do? But surprisingly in-laws was not always in that list. And huh. I thought that was really interesting, but what did tend to come up in the list is, is what they would say, like um, outside relationships or like past relationships, like with friends or with parents or with mm. siblings. Basically the, what they were saying is, is other relate. And this is talking about the success of marriages from a worldly perspective of not ending in divorce. Like that was the whole purpose Sure, is outside people coming in and kind of separating the marriage partners. That's kind of mm -hmm. where a lot of them were mm -hmm. going. But then when you would search, you know, why are in-laws such a big struggle in people's relationship? A lot of it comes down to the fact of when people marry into, uh, into other people's families, there's either an expectation by one of the two people getting married of, okay, when you're marrying me, you're marrying the rest of the family as mm. well. So there is a little bit of stress of the spouse, whether it's the, you know, a mama's boy or daddy's girl or mama's girl, either way, it's like when you're marrying me, you're marrying into the entire massive family unit. Mm. There are stresses like that because there are some families that are built that way. Sure. Where it's like we do everything together, and then the person coming in getting married all of a sudden is like, we can't we can't do stuff on our own? Like we gotta do everything with them? Mm. Like like dealing with that stress. Or the other one is the overbearing in law that likes to overstep and overstep, and not necessarily like in a bad toxic way. Like you know, I put in the Facebook group of you know how, what's your relationship like with your in laws, and you know one person brought up, and I'm, I'm glad they did talking about their their mother in law being like an al abusive alcoholic. And mm. we're not talking about that. We're just talking about like everyone loves Raymond, like sure. overbearing and all like these Marie. boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Marie. Like Marie. And so, you know, with these conversations, there's a lot of tension and, and struggle that could happen because of in-laws. But I, I I don't necessarily know if it's always the in-laws' fault or if mm. it's our fault. But, but either way, yeah. in a marriage relationship, we've had enough people bring it up with the fact of, I'm dealing with either an overbearing mother-in-law or a spouse who is not willing to have those tough conversations with their parents mm. so that way we can have our own relationship. And then, I don't know if you've seen this recently, there's been a reel that's been flying around Facebook and Instagram of Mark Driscoll talking about what does it mean when you marry 
you know, when, when you marry someone and what does it mean to leave and cleave and the fact of they are starting their own family and you are supposed to start your own family and whatever that means, when you get married, you are now your own unit who can choose to go participate. And, you know, Mark Driscoll is kind of one of those big proponents of when you marry, you are a solo unit. You do whatever heck you want to do. You're not yeah. bound to the mm. other people inside the relationship. Mm. And so I have unsaved and mm. safe friends on Facebook who's that's flying around. So Ugh. I figured it'd be good to have this conversation all around the idea of, of what does it mean? Because we all know the term leave and cleave yeah. and a conversation about not just like the in-laws, but I'm just going to call it family dynamics. Mm. after mm -hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. And so so to set up the conversation coming out of that, you know, I have a few different questions that that we all need to ask and get answered before we go about our opinions and and what sure. are what are different pieces of advice that we have. What does the Bible say? Exactly. So what does the Bible say about the parent-child relationship in general? Sure. Yeah. Another one though is what does the Bible say about marriage? Mm -hmm. Cuz if we talk about okay, this is what it's a parent-child relationship supposed to be like. Okay, cool. But here's what it says about marriage and then the next question is okay, so how do we put those two things together where does the mm. Bible talk about the relationship between parents and then grown children or grown married children? And mm -hmm. then outside of even just the parental figures, how are we supposed to just handle relationships in general? Right. Cause again, it's not just about the in-laws. It's about just family dynamics. Mm. And what does it mean to be a family in general? Well, and you have to kind of take everything into account at the same time, right? Especially yep. being married. Married. You got married. You married. Married. <laughs> you you got to think about the, the, the child-parent relationship, the spouse relationship, and the relationship outside. Because exactly. Because your spouse is not necessarily married or related to by blood to that parent, but there is still that relationship that ensues. So, And then, then yeah. at the end, I do have a whole lot of different fun conversations, yeah. such as here's a little prepper, a little teaser. So at the end of the episode, you're ready to have your conversations. You ready? No. How do... <laughs> you said I'm already. I haven't heard the conversation or Dang the question. Okay. Yet, so. <laughs> uh, uh, one qu question is, is how do we handle hard to love parents or mm. whether there are them or in-laws? How do, uh, how do hard to love parents slash in-laws even what, like, what does that even look like? Is it ever wrong to cut off parents or in-laws? Mm. Um, what are, um, uh, healthy ways to relate to in-laws. How do you handle making decisions for your family at the cost of maybe upsetting your parents or extended mm. family? How do you set up boundaries? And then how do we handle versus talking about parents disciplining children based on our own past experiences mm. and how we should just handle this whole thing in general? So I think we're going to have some fun conversations. I've got a lot of, of thoughts, but let's go into that. We let's do. So scripture. we're going to hit the scriptures yeah. and then we'll have our little chit chat conversation. Yeah. So what does the Bible say about the parent child relationship just in general, right? What now does it say, Mark? Just in general. Well, Colossians 3.21, this is a, a word to the parents, okay? It says, parents, don't provoke your children in a way that ends up discouraging them. All right, so as parents, we or, are not to provoke our children. In other words, like... Or as the King Jimmy says, don't provoke them to wrath. Don't provoke them to wrath in a way that ends up just discouraging them. Another one, Proverbs 22, 6, another word to the parents of train up a child in the way you should go, and when they grow old, they won't depart from it. Proverbs 15, 20 says, a wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. Proverbs 29, 15, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to him left to himself brings shame to his mother. Exodus 20, 12 says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the lamb and that the Lord your God has given you. Then Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, which is probably the most popular verse mm -hmm, about children, mm -hmm. where it says, so as for children, he's got done talking about slave owners and husbands and wives. So he's coming to the end of the family unit. As for children, obey your parents and the Lord because it's right. 
The commandment, honor your father and mother, is the first one with a promise attached so that things will go well for you. In other words, my kids, if you're listening, listen to your mommy and daddy because things ain't going to go very well for you if you don't. Right. That's, that's the Bible. That ain't me. That's the Bible. He that said, ain't me. That's what Jesus so, says. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke in case you didn't know. Um, and you will live a long time in the land. As for parents, don't provoke your children to anger, but raise them up with discipline and instruction about the Lord. Mm. So when you And so I think Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, that's why I put it at the end, is it kind of self-encompasses all Everything. those verses where it talks about parents, raise your children in a way where you're not provoking them to anger or discouragement. Basically, you're supposed to build up your children in their own confidence and in, whoops, I just wiped my microphone, and in the things of the Lord. But that also doesn't mean you just let them do whatever the heck they want to do. You well, have to have discipline and boundaries. And and that, that's kind of what Proverbs 22, yeah. 6 is alluding to, right? You're training the children up in the way they should go. You're, you're building up, you're, you're establishing them in a way. And if you're constantly berating them or tearing them down or or doing screaming, yelling, cussing them out, whatever people do, then you're not training up them up in the way they should. Well, you are training them up in the way they're going to go, right. which is not going to be a good thing. <laughs> so, and you know, I think it goes into saying your, your past at some level can affect your future, right? There's certain triggers, triggers that you can have from your childhood mm-hmm. that something could happen and it instantly triggers something in you because of the way you were raised. Right. And so there's some, validity and and, you know the hard reality with this is uh i mean i was just talking about this with beth the other day the fact of you could have one family four different kids same exact parents, all same exact style of, of, of parenting, and they all end up in different spots where this kid needs therapy because of all the things that went on. And then yep. this other person's like, my childhood was great. What y'all talking about? Right. Y'all, y'all had these problems. Right. Is that a you problem? Is that a mom and dad problem? Is that, sure. Or do I got the problems? I just don't know about it. Like, you know, so you can have a parent. And so this is what I'm trying to say is you can have a parent who raises all these kids all the same way. And it's right. up to the child to determine what way they want to go. Sure. But our job as for us as parents is we're supposed to, as it says, but raise them with discipline and instruction about the Lord. So that's right. what our calling is to do. Yep. And so when you see the parent child relationship, there's a big call on parents to raise your kids the way it's supposed to be. You know, I didn't, I didn't put this passage in there. Maybe I should have, but the fact of in Deuteronomy, we're talking about whether you're sitting or rising fathers and mothers teach the ways of the Lord to your children. And always have these conversations. And it doesn't have to be a sit down. We're going to read the Bible today. But as you're going, have these conversations. Ask sure. them questions. Ask these probing questions about what they see in the world. Again, who created it? Why did God you mean, create it You this mean way? use catechisms? That's what Question it is. and answers. That's like you have questions is. and answers and have these conversations with your kids. So a parent's job is to instruct and teach and equip your kids to right. go out and become an adult. And because right. it says when they're old, they won't, you know, they won't depart from it. Sure. And so that's what the parents job is supposed to do. And then the child's job is obey your parents in the Lord. So you obey them because that's who the Lord put over you as your authority. Yep. Now, granted, if your parents are telling you, hey, you should go steal that, you probably shouldn't listen. Well, that's why it says in, in the Lord. In the Lord. But so our <laughs> job as parents is to raise them up. But a kid's job is to obey and honor and actually, you know, hopefully their parents are teaching the right things, but honor them and obey them in a way that they should. And, you know, the interesting thing is the fact of honor your father and mother doesn't necessarily stop when you're just a little kid either. Right. Like, I don't know if there's a caveat where it's the fact of children, you know, honor your father and mother. I don't know if it's like, okay, when you're 18, you're married, you ain't got to honor them no more. But, I don't think that's what it's trying to say. But honor and obey are two different things. Very different things. So you can honor somebody and not, you can 
honorably disagree with them. Yep. <laughs> there, there's a way to do that. And, and you know, and, and this is where I, I know we can't talk about too much because we don't know what it's like to raise adult children because no. obviously we no. just got little tiny people running around. Tiny you know? dancers. Oh, sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's that a, that's an Elton John. So oh. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyways, move if on. it's not Lion King, I don't know Elton John stuff. Suck so, of life. There you go. <laughs> so the parent child relationship is, is pretty black and white when it comes to what it's supposed to be in scripture. So if we set what the parent child relationship is like, and we're talking about, you know, leaving and cleaving and the whole family dynamic after you're an adult and married, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. the next question is, is okay. So what does the Bible then say about marriage? Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different passages, but I only brought three of them that are pertinent to this conversation. Okay. Let's hear um, Genesis 2, 21 through 24, talking about the creation account, the, mm-hmm, the creation mm-hmm. narrative. It says, so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man and he slept. God took one of his ribs and then closed up the flesh at his place. Then the Lord God made the rib that he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, whoa. He said, whoa, man. <laughs> I was hoping you got my dad joke reference. So he went, whoa, man. And he said, this one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman for she was taken from man. And then this is where it gets fun. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. Both the man and his wife were naked, yet felt no shame. Uh, speaking of kids, my wife just sent me a really fun text about our <laughs> one of our children. So apparently she's dealing with the parent-child relationship right now. Uh, and, so, and you saw it in between episodes of mine. <laughs> yeah, sure did. We're, we're, I mean, hey, kids are hard, man. Kids are hard. But so in Genesis 2, we see the fact that, you know, Man was created, woman was created, they were put together, and it even says this, this is why a man leaves his father mm-hmm. and his mother and bonds with his wife and they become one flesh mm-hmm. because that's the way God designed the human relationship to work is you get married and then you bounce, right? You, you become one flesh and you bond with your wife and you leave your father and your mother. But okay, well, let's continue, right? So Hebrews 13, 4 says marriage is to be honored by all and and then the marriage bed kept undefiled because God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterers. But at the beginning, it's the fact of marriage is to be honored mm. by all. So it's an honorable thing to actually get married. Okay. Um, and then first Corinthians seven thirty nine says a wife is bound as long as her, uh, uh, a wife is bound as long as her husband is living. But if her husband dies, she is free to be married to anyone she wants only in the Lord. And the reason why I bring this up is this is talking about the divorce narrative mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. when is it biblically okay to get a divorce or not. Um, or if you're married to someone who is an unbeliever, how are you supposed to handle that mm-hmm, relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, but it talks about the fact of a wife is bound as long as her husband is living. And the idea is the fact that, um, husbands and wives are bound together, mm-hmm. which goes back to the Genesis two apart where it says, um, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife. So marriage is honorable. It's designed for a husband and wife to bond together, become one, become a unit, become a partnership and a relationship. And it's supposed to be till the day you die. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the Bible says. Marriage is supposed to be all about thoughts. Before we move I, I, on, we're going to keep I, cruising. I'm, I'm letting you cruise it to the conversation at the end. All right, cool. So the next question then is, okay, so that's what God says about marriage. We see what God says about the parent-child mm-hmm, relationship. Mm-hmm. Does the Bible talk about the relationship between parents and grown children? Mm. I don't know. I don't, have, I don't have any. I was going to say, I, I, don't, I, I see children, but I don't see anything that talks about grown I just see children. honor your father and mother. Now, yeah. now there are a lot of passages. I mean, that maybe not but a it lot. Talks about- there are passages in Proverbs, though, where it doesn't it talk about taking care of your your parents as you get older. Probably, I, I'm I don't not- know why I, did, I didn't even have that thought when I was putting these notes together. 
Let's see. Yeah. This is where I we're going to have some fun. This is where it becomes real talk. What does Christian. the Bible say about grown children? Grown children and parents. Let's see. 88 verses. No. This one, okay, so this one says the same Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, where it says, yep. honor your father and mother, yep. mut, mutter, mother, mother, father, little butter. <laughs> um, Proverbs 20 through 22, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is yep. old. Okay, there's that one. Don't despise your mom when she's old. Um, the Exodus 20 passages that we read, the Ephesians 6 passages that we read, the Colossians 3, children obey your parents and everything for this mm-hmm. pleases the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um it's all the patches that we already read. So it really is just the fact of don't despise mama when 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 she old. Treat your parents okay. Right. And so then the question then is, okay, so if the Bible doesn't say a whole lot about the parent and adult child relationship, does it talk about just relationships and how we're supposed to handle relationships in general? Because mm. maybe that can give us a little insight mm-hmm, into this mm-hmm, conversation. Mm-hmm. So I have four uh, passages that are all kind of long in, in length, so hopefully I don't get these Waterloo burps because... Everybody wants a Waterloo who... Man, bubbly water is probably not the best thing to drink on the podcast. So here we go. So what does the Bible say about relationships in general? So 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11 says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert, be sober-minded for prayer. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, Mm -hmm. since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining, just as each one has received gifts. Use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied graces of God. If anyone speaks, let let it be as one who speaks God's word. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength that God provides, so that way God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Uh, Ephesians 4, 25-32 says this, Therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and don't sin. Don't let the sun go down in your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief steal no longer. Instead, he is to do honest work with his own hands so that way he has something to share with anyone who has need. No foul language shall come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need. Wait, I just... Yeah, for good yeah. Yeah, someone right. in need so that it gives grace to those you hear. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. James 1, 19 through 20 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. Slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And finally, Romans 12, 9. Um, I have a weird like little typo in there. I think it's oh, not, not 21. Wow, yeah. that's Romans, a long one. Romans 9, 12, 9 through 21 says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil, cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring one another. Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, here we go. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Friends, do not avenge yourself. Instead, leave room for God's wrath because it is written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing, you will heap fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with 
good. Do not be overcome by evil. Oh, I have heard that song forever. Evil with good. Man, who was that? I don't know. I just hear it on Benjamin Cello all the time. Say, that's some old '90s <laughs> stuff, man. So that's probably a Steve Green song. But so when we when we take all of these Bible patterns that we talk about, right? So what does the Bible say about parent and child relationship? What does it talk about marriage? And then how are we supposed to handle relationships in general when it comes to specifically the in law conversation? Mm. What can we take from all of this? Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And I think another question is this: Why are in-laws sometimes so hard to get along with? I think that's part of another question that we have to well to answer too. I'll share my story with you. Ooh, story time with Fuller. I'll, I'll be vulnerable. To I don't. Here. I don't think I have any music to go here, for story here, time with Fuller. I'll be full. I'll, I'll be. I'll be Frank and Fuller with you. Frank and Fuller <laughs> with me. Okay. So, sound good, Tim? Yep. I, I don't. Right. I don't have any good songs to go with. <laughs> we'll, we'll with just. That. We'll just roll with it. All right. So oh, okay, we're ready. <laughs> All righty. So uh, I can do the outro song. No. No, that, that's, <laughs> that's weird. Right. Story time. Right. Let's go. So when Janelle and I were dating, right, I, I came from a, uh, as as you guys have heard me talk about, I, maybe not so healthy family home, right? Uh, well, not maybe. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a, a family <laughs> yeah. thriving home, okay. right, where we just weren't a good family unit. And so uh, Janiel's family is a is a great family unit. They're they're they're, they're very tight. They uh, they don't have any other family around this area, so it was just the four of them, right? They <clears throat> they moved here from Ohio. They were the core unit. This is what they had. Uh, not to interrupt. When did they move here from Ohio? Uh, I think it was eighty nine. Okay. Yeah, Janiel was one, so it had been eighty nine. I wasn't born here. yet, Janiel. Yeah. So pre pre Timothy here. Uh, Nothing existed before me. I mean. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so, so they moved from Ohio. So they were so literally they from here Ohio, in so, North so, Indiana so that, on their own. Yeah, yes, exactly. No, they had you know no friends, no family over here. So they came here and they're a core unit, right? They did mm-hmm. everything together, right? Because yep. that's what they had. Uh, and so this is the way Janiel grew up. You know, holidays were together. Every every holiday was special. Her mom made everything special. Um, that's you know, cool that her they, mom made they, it special. Oh, you know? heck yeah. They go, they went all out, right? The, 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 fa- uh, the, the core leave it to beaver type family ideal. Right? Okay. It, it, this is outsider looking in, right? Mm-hmm. Me looking in from the stories I've heard, right? That they're, they're definitely leave it to beaver. Hey, let's go down to the Creek. We're such a cool family, which is great. Right. Love you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> he listens. So I can say that. Okay. Uh, anyways, um, so I came into the relationship as a person who my family was well, pretty much not quite on, that. Pretty much on life support. Right? Okay, um, not not a very good family unit. And so when we were dating, I felt very much like, oh, man, do we have to do everything with the, with your parents? Does every like every holiday it has to be with your parents? Why is well, I mean, what's so special about? Memorial Day, you know, other than, you know, we're honoring nobody, nobody is a veteran around here. We didn't, you know, nobody died in, in this immediate family. So why, why are we having a, uh, you know, a Memorial Day party and a, and a Labor Day party and a 4th of July, but it's like, oh, come on. Cause I hated holidays at that point because my family unit was a holiday meant we were going to fight and argue. Right, so mm. th- there's a there's an old joke that it's not a true fuller Christmas unless there's fighting and arguing, and usually somebody gets asked to leave. That's a fuller Christmas. So wow. that, that's that, okay. That's where I come from, right? And uh, and so it, it was very annoying to me, and it caused a lot of stress between Janelle and I, because Janelle was very close with her because parents. Because Janelle was family. very close for they they want they they did the. Well, know. I know Janelle has a sister. It's just 
Yeah. It's just them two? Just, just the boy, the two yep, kids. Yep, just two okay. kids. So, you know, they, they went and did Christmas tree cutting down together. They did Christmas cookies together. They did this, this, this. They had all these family traditions. And I'm like, like, can it, can't we just start new, new stuff? Kind of similar to stuff that start you Start our own traditions. Right? Yeah, why, why do we get to all this stuff? And Janelle's like, well, you're not doing anything. And I enjoy doing this stuff with my family. It's not that, you know, she was doing it because she had to. She really loved it. They were a core family healthy unit, and they enjoyed spending time together. Mm-hmm. But this is not something I was familiar with. So it, it caused a lot of contention in our in our dating and even into the early part of our marriage, first year or two, about what are we going to do for Christmas? What are we going to do for this? Are we going to go to all these? Blah, blah, blah. And slowly over time, I discovered that, Huh. I kind of enjoy doing these things now too. I enjoy going to get the Christmas tree. I enjoy doing these little family traditions that they have. And the more I spent time with her family, I'm like, huh, I kind of this is what a family look, we can get through a whole holiday with no arguing. So I think coming at the in laws, right? So my my first perception of, of my in laws was oh man, they're overbearing or all this. But it wasn't that it my there was anything wrong with my in-laws or what they were doing. It was my perception, right? It was it was mm-hmm. because of the past that I had and the baggage that I was bringing into this relationship because of me that that I had this bad connotation with what was going on. I felt like they were being overbearing, like we always had to do everything with them. That was just my first initial thoughts. And I not that I didn't love them or want to spend time with them. It just felt like we had to do everything with them. And now it's like... <laughs> I'm always looking for a reason to go over and hang out with my father <laughs> now. Like, hey, you want me to come over and fix your lawnmower? Yeah, come over and do this. You know, we'll hang out. Um, but, but I think that's part of the conversation with this. Is so, you know, with this conversation, it's you had phenomenal in-laws. Yes. You just had to work through your own past trauma well, from like child from your childhood, right? And that's what I want to bring in that that just because you're looking at a situation doesn't mean that what's going on in that situation is necessarily. The problem of the other party or the in-laws, it could be, and I'm not saying it always is, but it could be like in my situation where it was a me problem, right? Mm-hmm. Because of my past and the baggage that I brought, it was me. And once I got through and worked through that baggage, I realized, no, this is a really cool thing and I thoroughly enjoy it. And so that's, that's where I would say point one is with your, with your, how to handle your, or love your parents or in-laws, right? Sometimes take a step back. And, and judge the situation from an outs- outside perspective of, is this a bad situation or is it a me thing? Mm-hmm. Now, getting into the flip side of that conversation, right, where you have some terrible in-laws, mm-hmm. right? Say, um, say you've got some in-laws that are berating your wife, right? Constantly putting your wife down, call, you know, making fun of her, just constantly tearing her down, right? Not, not doing anything that we're talking about, how children and parents should uplift each other, not cause their children to wrath, how we should treat each other in general, uh, building up, not, not being, uh, you know, slandering each other, you know, all these things, not speaking evil of each other. Uh, so we look at it that, but that's what they're constantly doing. And as a husband, right, what am I supposed to do? Or, and the flip side, as a wife, as, as my in-laws are doing that to my husband, right? Could be either or. To your husband? If I was a wife. Oh, I said, my bad. I my said, bad. as a wife. Yeah, got you. Wow, that. <laughs> as a wife. We need to do a conversation my... from a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, hey, hey we, we might need Morgan back on that. Oh, goodness. Uh, anyways, but, you know, so how do you handle that situation? And I think, and this ties into another one of your questions here, and I don't mean to, like, jump on but hey, no this is all just, these this is honest conversation time we looked at what the bible says so let's yeah, talk about all it. these questions kind of tie together a little bit so like you got here is it ever wrong to cut off parents um 
you, oh, we're jumping into that one already. Well, I'm kind of tying them all together. I'm going to kind of walk through them and kind of give you my, like in this scenario, right? Okay. And, and, and we can go back and forth with this, but uh, I would say for me, I would always try not to cut anybody off if at all possible, but it's not always possible, mm-hmm. right? So there's just, there's just times where it's, you got to kind of dust off your feet and, and go on. Yep. Um, but I would make sure you make every attempt or I would make every attempt. I guess I, I won't say you, I'll say me, right? This is my op- opinion time with Fuller. Okay. I would make every attempt to not cut that relationship off if at all possible. Which we had a whole episode about what to do with toxic relationships. Yes. That might be a good one to revisit. Yeah. So, uh, um, for people listening now, I think it's important in those toxic relationships, right? If you're going to try to work through them, that you set up one boundaries mm-hmm. And two, you have to realize that sometimes you can love and have a relationship, but keep them at arm's length. Okay. What, what, do, you, what do you mean by that? Keep them at arm's length. Uh, like- so I can go to, um, uh, I can go to a fuller Christmas, right? So I said a fuller Christmas. It's not a, it's not a fuller Christmas unless somebody's arguing it and, and, and gets <laughs> okay. walked out. Yep. I go to a fuller Christmas and I can be involved, but I don't have to speak my opinion about everything. I can keep it to myself. And then if the berating starts happening, say my parents were berating me or berating Janiel, right, or my kids, I could say, all right, well, uh, I guess that's our cue to leave. And we could just get up and go. And I don't have to argue about it, and I don't have to get into a big scene about it. I can just remove yourself. If this, if this is the way it's we're going to treat each other or you're going to treat me or my spouse or my kids, then then we're going to go ahead and excuse ourselves. We love you guys. Hope you have enjoy the rest of your holiday and and just leave, right? Remove ourselves and be the peacemaker, right? Mm-hmm. We're not causing contention or not trying to cause contention in the family, but we're also not not addressing it, you know what I mean? So so we're setting up the boundaries that hey, here's the establishment if you're going to treat my family like this, we won't be here. That's the boundaries you just set up holding them at arm's length, mm-hmm. saying, all right, there's the boundaries. You've crossed it. That's too much. We restate the boundaries, and then we pack up and leave because they've crossed the boundary, mm-hmm. right? So that, that's what I mean by loving them at arm's length. Gotcha. You can still be loving and kind and gentle towards them. You don't have to scream and yell at them and say, how effing dare you talk to my wife this way, you blah, 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 blah. You don't have to do all that, right? You can, you can lovingly stand up and say, listen, this is not how we treat each other. This is not how family treats each other. This is not how God would have us treat each other. I cannot allow that. This is my wife. We are one, and I will stand up for her. Or my wife would say it to me, or I would say it to my kids. These are my kids that God has put me over, right? I'm a steward of them. I have to protect them in their heart. I'm their protector and their provider, and I have to protect them now from this situation. We love you guys, but it's time for us to go. Yep, and, and we're thinking about this conversation to, to backpedal just a little bit. There's a there's a few different audience. Uh, tar- I would sure. say not target audience, but there's, there's different sure. places in life for people with this conversation. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. I'm thinking of the people who are either single, dating, engaged, like they're they don't have an in law yet. Yeah, but at some point they will, and they're thinking, okay, and and obviously, you know, you can you you, you choose your spouse. And you're stuck with their family in some regard. Like, that's a fact. Sure. Um, but, there's, but there is that level of, okay, so when you're looking for a spouse, should you also look at their family too? Or just what is that going to look like? There's the people who are already married, who have a great relationship with their in-laws because they've, they've worked time. And normally I've found most people that I talk to, those who have a great relationship with their in-laws is either a story kind of like yours where it's like yeah. they have to learn to get involved with it. Sure. Or they just have in-laws that, for lack of a better word, have done a very great job saying, okay, you guys are your, your married unit. Mm-hmm. We're still part of the family, but y'all do you. 
you guys are going to make decisions based on what's best for you yeah. and your internal family. And so it's a great in-law. And then there's those of us who at some point will be the in-law. We got to right. prep ourselves for that. Or you're right. already, you know, like some amazing people like, like Rodney who are in gym, who already are married with adult children, maybe Jim and Rodney, we should have gotten them on this podcast, but right. like, y'all the, y'all the wisest people we know. Can we get you in the pod? Because we got to figure this thing out. <laughs> but, but you know, this conversation, you know, going back to my own, not, not going back, but going to my personal story. Sure. You know, um, I've had two different sets of in-laws in case you're wondering. Um, and I've never had hey. to, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses, man. You don't have to outdo them. <laughs> I don't them, want right? to. So um, stop it. I already two, got okay? Bavon. It's really expensive to tow and fix. Let's um, just. Let's just. But be I've happy never now. had to deal with with the crazy overbearing in law. Where yeah. um, I mean, you know, I love my grandmother to death, but for 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 lack of a better word, she was the in law that you're like, man, I hope I don't get that one. Like my mom has horror uh-huh. stories. Yeah. And I and I remember I was talking with a friend of mine um, back at. I, it was at Southside. I don't, I don't remember who it was. It was just some, someone at Southside and they were talking about in-laws and, and how do you deal with this? And I said, I know my mom had an overbearing one. Let's drag her into the conversation. So I was like, mom, what, what did you do in these situations? She goes, well, we did the best we could, but then we left. I'm like, wait, what? She goes, yeah, we left Texas and moved to Indiana. I'm like, wait, so you flew, like you moved a thousand miles away to get from away from your mother-in-law. She goes, I, that we didn't move because of it, but it was a blessing. I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. And so Count I know my mom had to deal with these conversations of what it, what it was like. Right. And, you know, my mom has done a very good job. I would say almost in reverse if she doesn't want to be that in-law. So mm. it's almost like, come on, mom, we got like, like we got to drag you back in. Yeah, but yeah. she's Grammy to the kids. Like, why would I take that away from her? But she also knows that Beth and I are a family unit and these are decisions that we have to make. And so there are different things that Beth and I intentionally will do um, based on how my brain works and ticks. Mm-hmm. So, so like, okay. So, so case in point, when, when Beth and I are talking about plans to this day, I'm still learning how to have these conversations, even with the kids around. Mm. But if we're trying to make a decision on what we're going to do next with the family, Beth actually knows. I'm like, I won't have that conversation in front of anybody yeah. because I don't want any of like, I mean, this goes back to, I, okay, let's, we'll just go into it. So, you know, former, former in-laws love them to death. They, they are amazing people. They are mm-hmm. great people. But I never wanted to make a plan in front of them because I didn't want opinions thrown in there mm-hmm. of like, oh, well, well, but 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 if you guys do that, then what about this? And I'm like, sure, I don't give a rip sure. about that. That's right. your problem, not mine. Right. And so, so I never had overbearing in-laws, but I definitely had ones that would try to over inject themselves into a conversation. Mm. And so there had to be some boundaries. And I know, and I, and I will say this, there's even studies that show that if you live with a parent or an in-law that throws crazy stress in your relationship. And for those who end up living with their parents at some point in their marriage, I don't remember what the percentage was, but the chances of divorce, not to scare you, go crazy through the roof. Hey, I've done it twice now. Uh, I'm one of the statistics. So, um, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, when we read in the Bible, the fact that the husband and wife are supposed to become one and mm-hmm. become joined together. Like I actually really like the word that the CSB uses where it's probably you bond with your wife. You mm-hmm. are a family unit. Okay. So what that means is it's, it's you and your spouse who are making the decisions together, exclusive anybody else. You need to make decisions that are best for your family. But if you're honoring your parents, wouldn't you want to bring them in mm. and, and enjoy that time mm-hmm, with them? Mm-hmm. But I also know it's hard for people who have very bad relationships with not because of you with them but a lot of times because of them, them with, you. with you 
Well, and I would say to set these boundaries up and they just, and they aren't very good at it. And I, and I will say, you know, with my in-laws right now, I, I love my in-laws. I mean, they are amazing people. They're great. Um, there, there definitely are some shortcomings and things that are, are frustrating to deal with. Just like I'm sure I'm frustrated. Actually, I know I'm frustrated to deal with from even Beth's perspective. So, <laughs> um, but I, but Beth is very, Beth is amazing when it comes to, no, these are the boundaries. That's what we have to do and sure. let's do it. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, don't we want to raise our kids knowing their grandparents and having these stories mm-hmm. and, and, and having these generational legacies in that. Uh, but I also know that my mom raised us in such a way to go out, but that we love coming back home and being with her too. Yeah. And so I know I'm, I'm thankful and blessed with that. Well, so how do you handle a, a bad toxic in-law? My only advice is move a thousand miles away. Like my mother did. That's the only advice I got. Cause I never yeah. had to live it. So to me, you know, I, I, there's a difference between toxic and just personality differences. Mm, okay. Lean into right? that. Lean into that. So, so a personality difference, I'm an introvert, right? You're an extrovert, right? There can be some personality differences. I get burned out real fast. You thrive off of connections with people. I will say the older I get, the the more I okay. I get introverted just because I'm old and tired. We'll, we'll say you're Janiel then, all right? Because Janiel's a total diehard extrovert. She recharges by being with people. Mm-hmm. 100% she does. I'm an introvert. And it's caused internal relational conflict because of personality differences, right? Okay. Not that she's wrong or that I'm wrong. When I go, hey, I just need a day home alone, like you and the kids are fine, but I don't want to, no, nobody else. And she's like, well, I want to go out and do this. And it's caused conflict. All right, what do we do? How do we, how do we walk, walk through this? How do we resolve this? And, you know, we figured out what works best for our family, but it's, it's a, it's a personality difference. It's not necessarily a right or a wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a toxic. So I would say first you need to establish, is this just a personality conflict or is it toxicity? Okay. Right. And then I would look at... Because there is safety and well-being. Like, I don't think on the Facebook group are talking about, like, abusive parents, alcoholic yeah, parents. 100%. And that's and easy. Like, that's, those are the easy ones to spot. Right. Those are the easy ones to spot. Mm-hmm. But for me, coming into my in-laws, right, it was a personality difference is right. what it was. And, and sometimes it's opinions based on what Heck you think yeah. versus this So, thing. to me, I was the one in the wrong, ultimately, is what I decided. Because my in-laws were the ones that were saying, hey, listen, you guys are a family. You guys need to establish you. We love having you. We'd love to have you guys, but you guys establish you. You make the decisions that's right for you, and we don't want to come in between you guys. Mm-hmm. That's how my in-laws. My in-laws have been unchanging my entire marriage. The only person wow. that's changed is me, mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as that aspect goes. And so, I would look at I would look at personality, and then I would look at because there's two types of overbearing. Okay. There's the overbearing where it's manipulation. Overbearing want to put your input. The the in law wants to put their input into everything and control your life. And there's overbearing because they love you so much that they don't want to see anything wrong or bad happen. And they're trying to give you the best advice so, that they right, can because one's they more, love you. One's more controlling. One's manipulative. And one's I would say is almost overgiving. Yes, is that the best way one, to put it? One is manipulative because of what they want to get out of it. Right. And one is overly bearing because they love you and don't want to see you make the same mistakes that they made. Right. There, there's a difference. In and, the and I w- Both yeah. are overbearing. Yep. Both are overbearing and both need to have boundaries established. Mm-hmm. But look at the heart behind it. And sometimes that's a little difficult to, to distinguish too, right? Of which is which. Is this a manipulation of what my parent or my in-law can get out of it? Or is this a, no, they just really, really care about us and really, really love us. I make this mistake with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law many, many times, right? Okay. They're very um, reserved conservative people, right? They're just very reserved, and, and they don't make decisions without lots of research. And 
something comes across that I've dealt with, I love them and I don't want them to have to go through all the stupid stuff that I've gone. So I, I start sharing and like, Hey, but, you should do this. You should I, do this. I know this, this is what this is about. Like, like, but, but I know you with me, like we've had conversations where like, man, I'm looking for a lawnmower and you're like, dude, don't go with that brand. Go with that brand. Cause yeah. here's my story. Yeah, exactly. And, and you've, and you've helped me a lot in life well, with those conversations, it's, it's, you know? I mean, we, you and I've had that same conversation about housing is also, I mean, that's just, cause I remember one time I showed something and you're like, Oh, you're gonna have to deal with this yeah. later. And I'm like, Oh crap. I don't want to do that. that later. Because I'm trying to, I, I could care less cause it's not going to affect me, but I, cause I care about you and I don't right. want to see you have to struggle. Exactly. And, and so, but that's the way I am with my, my brother and sister-in-law and, and sometimes they're like, eh, okay. And they just, they don't want to take my opinion. And it's like, Okay, well, I mean, I guess you're going to learn the hard way. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. but, but to me, I could probably come across to them sometimes as overbearing when I'm not trying to be. Mm -hmm. It should be trying to love them to keep them from making similar mistakes that I did. Or it's like, hey, I can help save you this money, and I can come over and help you do this. We can do this ourselves, and maybe they just don't want to. And, mm -hmm. you know, so there's there's that personality conflict in there. There's an overbearingness sometimes on my part probably, and at least in their perspective of it, of, hey, he's a, he's – probably overreaching because he's not dropping it because you know me <laughs> but sometimes it's like hey dummy get out of the road <laughs> right i'm gonna yank you uh, out the road you know and and so uh, i would look at the heart's intention of the person right because i'm not trying to be i, I have no personal gain in that matter right mm -hmm. if i'm telling them okay don't buy that car xyz is why you know oh you know i think if you bought that car you'd be really unhappy and you probably shouldn't do that you should probably look at this car they might see that as overbearing but for me i'm not trying to be overbearing i'm trying to help them but that's also understanding and and i think this is where it goes back into and I, and I wanted to lead into this conversation a little bit with decisions and and i, and I want to talk about okay so how do we make decisions as spouses when we deal with in-laws in those situations sure. but what i've always appreciated about you is you always go so okay you this you don't have to do it this is just my opinion right. and this is what my, this is what my mom is notoriously great at doing she'll go she goes now i'm not telling you what to do but if you want my opinion, I've never said, no, mom, I don't want it. Yeah. She'll say it, but then it's still up to me to make that decision. hundred percent. And she's never held it over my head. I'm like, well, I told you not to make that decision. Like, and, and I try to take her, you know, wise counsel. My mom has proven to have wise counsel in the same way that I know you feel that like with your in-laws. Yeah, definitely. Of, of you feel like your in-laws have proven to you that they have wise counsel. 100%. So your father-in-law could say like, you know, do what you want to do, but just if you want my advice, here you go. Right, right. hundred percent. Yeah. And so that, I mean, you got to, you got to kind of navigate the, I call it like, uh, it's like a pre-navigation before you can put the boundaries up. You got to, okay. you got to navigate the hearts of people and it's not, not everybody's got incredible in-laws, right? So I right. have really bad alcoholic in-laws. They have abusive in-laws. They have verbally, physically, safe. spiritually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're just, there's, there's some, there's some, well, I mean, there's even the one, I, I can't remember who was in the Facebook group where both of their, like they both are first generation Christians. And yeah. they're like, when I just go back home, it's all about drinking, smoking, chewing. And I'm like, like, we don't even want to be in that environment. Yeah, so, so what are you supposed to do? To me, you just set up loving. You, you Here's the thing. You can't set up boundaries on the fly, right? Mm. Don't set up okay, boundaries. Yeah, lean into in that the, a little bit. In, in, the, in the middle of conflict, you can't then just choose to set up the boundaries. Set up the boundaries when the conflict's not there yet. Yep. And that way, you have something to say. Look, you've crossed the boundary. We, this is the boundary. You agreed to this boundary. You've crossed that boundary. Here's the result of crossing the boundary, and, and just lay it out. It's just like your kid, right? You can't discipline your kid if you haven't first established the boundary, and you just make it up boundaries on the fly. Right. That's not how it works, right? Mm -hmm. They, they'll never be able. They won't understand. There'll be a lot of hurt feelings. But if you establish the boundary. For your child before they cross the boundary mm -hmm. if you tell your child do not steal if you steal xyz is going to happen before they steal 
and they steal, they, they know the consequences. They know what they the consequences, the right? Exactly. And you don't have to think about it, and you don't have to deal with it out of emotion. You go, okay, this is what you did. And right. this policies is are made in the light of day. Heck not in yeah, the, heck not yeah. And so, yeah. rather than uh, all right, you you stole, and oh, I can't believe the embarrassment of you stealing. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to whatever because you're emotionally high strung at that point. Same thing can happen in our relationship with in laws, spouses, children. Same thing can happen if you haven't uh, uh, established those boundaries before the emotions are there. When you're, we don't always make the best decisions or choices where our emotions are high. Sometimes we make very poor decisions, which is why I think you know Proverbs talks about being slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to respond, slow to anger, mm-hmm. slow to wrath, whatever you want to call it. I mean, whatever version you're reading, but that's what it is. It's about if you if you set up these boundaries prior to that emotional state then you already have the plan of attack when that boundary is crossed. And mm-hmm. attack, that's probably not a good word in this situation. No, but, but I know what you mean. Right. Yeah, right. So, so like, all right, Mark, if if you, I, I don't even know. If you take off your pants, I'm leaving the room, right? You haven't ta- <laughs> you got your pants on, so okay. I've established party. I've established the boundary before it's ever happened, right? Right. But now we both understand that hey, if you take off your pants, I'm leaving. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it <laughs> is. That's how it be, folks. Sorry, that's probably a terrible example. But it's but, an easy one to have a conversation, right, and, right. and so I want to lean in, into that a little bit. Where you know, the p- part of where I think the relationship with your spouse. Okay, let's just be honest. You can't change your in laws. All right, you can't change them who they are, sure. what they do, how they're like. But the Jesus biggest, can though. That's true. Um, but I, but I, I think where a lot of this comes down to is whether you are married or not. It comes down to, okay, so what are you going to do as a family unit with your husband and with your wife? And right. uh, I'm trying to think of, of which which path I want to start down first. And I, I, I'll start with this one. So every person is made unique and different, right? Mm-hmm. We all have different styles of emotions, how we process those. Are we mm-hmm. introvert? Are we extrovert? Are mm-hmm. we problem solvers? Are we more feelings oriented versus logical? Like we're all designed and built in a very unique way, right? Yep. And we all handle different circumstances and different things differently. Yep. Like for me, if you ask me about, Hey, you, 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 do you guys want to come do this with me? I'm not having that conversation in front of you with Beth. I want to take a step back. Right. Let's talk about it. And then I come back right. because I don't want your opinion to sway how we're doing. Cause of, of, of just, you don't know what's going on in our family. So even sure. like with kids, the kids know, like if they ask to do something, I say, well, I haven't talked with mom yet. We got to talk with mom yet. So the girls are learning because I mean, you know, I would say Ava and Sadie, the two oldest ones, were so used to just mom having to make the decisions, and sure. all of a sudden dad has to get involved with it too. So that's just the way I'm wired, and that's the way I tick. And Beth has had to learn that, and it would frustrate her. Where I'm like, I won't give you an answer until we we go talk over there. That's I don't want to do. It. I'm me and Janelle are the same way. Like, my that's friend. what I want to do. That's now sometimes you can't, and sometimes you just got to make a decision yeah. on the fly. And we will, you know, whatever. But you know, you got to learn how your spouse thinks and ticks. So if you are one where you come from a very great tight knit family and your spouse doesn't, you need to understand that. Okay. Where is my spouse coming from and seek to understand. And then if you are the spouse where you feel like, man, I feel like I'm married to you and your parents. I don't feel like I'm married to just you. It comes with being able to air those grievances. And that's where it comes back to the, the, the J we keep going back to James one. Mm-hmm. We're talking about everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to wrath. And so when it comes to the marriage relationship, if you are in that relationship where you feel like you're married to someone, but you're also married to their in-laws, you need to set up a time and a place where it's safe for you guys to have that conversation. Like you said, mm-hmm. not in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden it's like, man, I can't believe you married to this. And I feel like I'm married to your parents and you're always choosing their side, blah, 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 blah. 
everyone just heard y'all's fight over mm-hmm. there at the, at, at the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Day table. Like you got to have these conversations off off offline and you know sidebar these things, but you need to have these conversations with your spouse of how do we expect this to work? Like this is our family. Like to be honest with you, it's one of those things. Like with our family, Beth and I have to be prepared for our kids to not always come home at the same time for all the different mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. different things. And and normally it's the fact of wherever like wherever the the wife goes or the husband tends to go back to the wife's house for holidays. Like I'm not saying that's how it always works. I'm just saying historically that just tends to be how that's what my mom told me and that's just mm. the way that's just how it's always been in my head but you know beth and i had to have these conversations okay so what are we going to do with our family and we've decided that we want our parents or our kids to know their grand grandparents not just like me where to be honest with you my grandparents i don't have well i mean some that passed away because of just old mm-hmm. age sure but i don't have a great relationship with my grandparents because they were just never there like mm-hmm. it wasn't my parents fault it wasn't I mean, I don't know whose fault it was. They just, they just weren't there. And I don't want that for my kids. I want my kids to know my grandparents mm-hmm. and have them be involved in their life. That's just what we decided to do. But every time Beth and I make a decision, Beth will ask me or I will ask her, do we want to invite anybody else into this? Mm-hmm. And I have the uh, option to say, no, I want it to just be our family. Mm-hmm. Or I say, you know what? Let's let's bring mom. Let's invite my sister. Let's let's invite your family. Let's mm-hmm. let's try to figure this out. Let's go down to your families for this. Okay, let's our house can be the center spot for Thanksgiving because it just makes sense. Sure. So there is give and take. But the thing that I I think Beth has done such a great job at is asking the question of okay, so she knows how my brain ticks these days. Okay, mm-hmm. do you want it to just be us for it to be our family, or do you want to invite other people along into this mix? And so right. for Beth and I with this conversation, we always start with okay, what do we want our family to look like? What decision do we want to do? But we also do want to bring our parents in there because of that. And so if someone does have a rough relationship with an in-law, I think you first need to have a conversation with the other spouse. So it's not like attacking mm, you mm-hmm, and the in-laws. The fact mm-hmm. of, okay, no, 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 we're a team, we're a unit, we're called to do this. How do we handle these situations? Not me versus you as husband and wife, but as a team, what are we going to do in these circumstances? So, right. okay, so I'll, 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 I'll just lean into it, right? So your family wants an imaginary wife. Your family thinks that if we don't join them for every single holiday, mm-hmm. we don't love them. I've had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Where the fact of if we choose anything else over that, if we if we miss Christmas Day, Christmas Eve dinner, um, Good Friday, Sunday morning, or and then Sunday morning Easter, mm-hmm. and then Memorial Day for the boat, and then mm-hmm. Labor Day for this, and Fourth of July for that. If we miss, or if we decide to do anything else with a friend or Friendsgiving, or if we can do anything like that where we're choosing other people over them, okay, we know how your parents are going to respond to that, or my parents, if you're the bigger person, say, mm-hmm. I know my parents are not great with this. So what are we going to decide as a family? And sometimes you just have to say, look, here's the deal. We want to spend time with both families because mm-hmm. we love both sets of parents, or we want to make traditions on our own as well with our own friends. Right. We want to honor you and have time with you what can we do to make this work? And sometimes like, I know you've yeah. talked about this with like, not, not give ultimatums, but more the fact of, okay, so we want to see everybody. So we're going to do our best to spend Christmas Eve with you guys in Christmas day. Just it's exhausting. Cause I mean, I did yeah, it once sure. where, you know, poor Elliot last year had a bounce between like four Whoa. Christmases. Yeah. And I mean, Evie too, sure. but like between, you know, Grammy's house and our house right. and then over at his mom's and then bouncing around like, how many different places you go, but he went, I went to like five, which he doesn't, I mean, he just jumps in the cars and goes, Sure, but it's like, I don't want it exhausting. Right. How are you supposed to be, you know, how do you enjoy it as a family, a core unit? 
Right, exactly. And so you do want to honor your parents and you yeah. want to respect your parents. But at the same time, you have to remember, we are a team. We are a unit. We are called to do this together, you know, leave and cleave. Like this right. is why, you know, man leaves his father and mother and they become one. We're a team. So what are we going to do to honor and respect our parents? Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, what's best for our family? And sometimes, like we've heard from stories inside the, po inside the podcast, right? inside the Facebook group of it's not safe. So right. we have to do things a certain ways. Right. Um, uh, some friends of mine, they've even said, were the fact of we have tried very hard to slowly bring our dad back in or our mom back in mm -hmm. because they were mm -hmm. divorced and separated. So we got to figure out this balance. We've tried very slow to bring them in at a slow pace mm -hmm. because we know of their whatever problems they're dealing with in life. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they're still dad, they're still grandpa, they're still mom, they're still grandma. So there is that level of, yes, you want to bring those people back in that are at a, at a bit of arm's length. And, and I really like how some people have said, you know, after years of counseling and therapy, we, this is just what we've had to decide what's best for our family. And sure. so it's not a fast, like, oh, you screwed me over. So acts and, and yep, you're, right, you're gone. Right. Or the fact of, oh, when you're marrying me, you're marrying everybody else in the family too. Well, that's not biblical either. Right. So it's the fact of as a married couple, you are called together to be a team. And so what it means to be a team is what can we do as best for the core family unit? And sometimes if it's the if it's the husband's mom or husband's dad that are overbearing, bro, you got to step up and defend your wife. Or if the wife is so tied to her family where it's like that you're marrying me and everybody else, you know, the wife has to go, you know what? No, I need to do what's best to honor mm -hmm, you as my mm -hmm. husband as well, as the husband is also honoring the wife and, and loving the family. So it's the big dance of how can I serve you better, which that's why I brought in those verses of what is how about relationship in general sure, it says be hospitable sure. to one yep, another. Right. It says, you know, put away anger and, and you know, uh, put away lying, but speak the truth each one another because we're members of one another. If they're also Christians, we're called to be part of one body. No foul language, leave your mouth. Be quick to listen so to us. Uh, uh, slow to speak. <laughs> I almost said quick to listen, slow to listen, quick to listen, slow to speak. And as much as it is within you, live at peace with one another. Right. And so there's a level of we need to protect our marriages and not let our, our parents control our marriages or step into our marriages. But at the same time, we need to honor our parents in the best way that yeah, we can. Yeah, and just remember. I'm not sure how else to land the plane besides yeah, that. So I got a couple things here. Yeah, go so for it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag on to the end of that, and then I'm going to ask a follow-up question, which we can oh, flesh out, and then we can land. Cool. So... Uh, actually, two questions. Oh, so you're gonna be a Baptist and go for three? No, just oh, okay. two. Just two. So Not the, the thing I want to say is just remember that that they're probably you know there's it's okay when you're making these calls as a family unit to make them right. So so there's times where you have to disappoint right, and disappointment's gonna come if you can't yep. make everything. If you're a good core family unit or your your spouse has a good core family unit. There's going to be disappointment. And just because they're disappointment doesn't mean that you have to feel shame for not doing something, right? I want to encourage mm -hmm. our, that, that, that it's okay. And I do know it's there's okay. a lot of in-laws that do that. It's okay people. for the in-laws to be disappointed. Yep. And, and I would think that like, I, I think of my mother-in-law, right? My mother-in-law, I am sure she's never said this to me, but I'm sure there that at times like, well, cause I give them, you know, they get Christmas Eve, right? And I'm, they, you know, Christmas Day we spend as a core family unit. That's that's kind of the way we've been doing it recently. And I'm sure she's disappointed that she doesn't get to see her daughter and her grandkids on Christmas Day. And I'm sure there's a huge disappointment. I mean, yeah, step into their shoes. Like, for, for us, when we're grandparents, we want our kids coming and back. So, yeah, so so I have to be understanding of that. And I, I have to allow that disappointment, right? And I have to try to comfort that disappointment the best I can 
and to help her with that disappointment, because uh, not that she's expressed that to me, but I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it is because, man, I, I want my kids to be with me every holiday too, so I'll be disappointed. And I think my mother-in-law would say, I'm disappointed, but I understand, right? And mm-hmm. and that's a good that's a good that's in-law a good right there. That's have, a huge. Because you're you, allowed to be disappointed or sad. Heck yeah, but just be understanding of it from, from our side when you're making these, and you're, you know you're going to disappoint somebody. Be compassionate about it. Be loving towards that person. If they, if they, even at like, I, even if they lash out a little bit, just be understanding. You don't have to speak back or, or fire quick back. It's probably disappointment, right? Now they can go too far with it too. So watch that. But if they don't go too far with it, be understanding. Be compassionate. Be be loving towards them because it is disappointing when your 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 sister, your brother, your daughter your son they don't get to do what has been your family life for all these years right mm-hmm. that can lead to some like beth right beth can't make it to every holiday i'm sure her parents are very highly disappointed but they still love you guys too so there, there's a balance there all right so my first question okay my first back back question we're gonna go along on this podcast too why not just, why not just apparently we have a note we're, we're, we're shooting for joe rogan just, time right yeah now. just buckle in we're just gonna we're gonna go for the dan bongino four hours here no i'm just kidding um so what do you do if your in-law believes in the patriarchal oversight of the family and what i mean by that is that hey i'm the oldest male of the family so what i says say goes and i have oversight over all of your marriages what would you say to that absolutely not why because going back to i mean scripturally now also the conversation of are they a christian or not because scripturally sure, sure. when you look we'll at when, okay when you look at genesis 2 sure it says the man and wife should leave their father and mother and become one flesh but but in that culture that's not what happened culturally back in in the jewish times I'm playing devil's eye, right, by right. the way, just so you know where I'm at. <laughs> okay. I'm not I'm not I'm defending it, but I'm not defending it for real. I'm defending it from the mm-hmm. side that I've heard before. Uh, but so in that culture, that culture, the 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 son, when he married the the wife or whatever, they built on to the father's house. They built another wing. So they were still part of the father's house. And even in the Christ or Jesus and and God, the father's relationship, if we're his bride. He's up building a, a a place. He's preparing a place for us in his father's house right now. So wouldn't that mean that there's still patriarchal oversight? No, um, I, I love it. I, I love I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I mean I've always wanted to do a little bit more research on how to yeah. the the, the father son relationship work because a sure. lot of times the father also the son works with the father. Yeah, very different culture in yep. that. But culture doesn't mean scriptural. That could have just been what it was and, okay. and how it happened. Now there, there is the level of, yes, the at 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 some point, I hope my son Elliot has heeded my words of advice sure. enough where he lives his life well. But we also see in scripture that children are supposed to be are their their arrows that we're supposed to launch out into the world. We see mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. through Solomon was saying that, and we see that even. In um, throughout the Proverbs, they say, "If my son listen and heed my advice and not control," and I feel like if a um, if 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 someone who wants to be the patriarch, I'm thinking of my family, right? If I set myself up as the patriarch of the family, mm-hmm. everyone else answers to my authority. Mm-hmm. That means I put myself in the seat of God. Mm. But but you aren't know? we? Are, you know, God puts us in certain roles, so God puts them of the patriarch over families, just like a pastor is the patriarchal figure over the church. 
or Christ is over the pastor. Right, which but is the, the pastor role isn't supposed to be a leadership by governance and control. It's supposed to be a leadership by servant and submission. But, but it didn't God set a father, you know, God set governments, kings and, and stuff over us, and we're supposed to obey those authorities as long as they line up with God. Right. So God also sets fathers over the family. So does that mean But when that, he sets it up over the family, down? how is the husband supposed to love the wife? The way well, Christ loved the church, well, they can. They can just not like dicta- ju- not dictated. Just like Christ is still loving the church, but is under the the headship or the role of God the Father, right? So there's still that that lineage that you haven't an answered, right? For. But I, but again, I just go back to the fact of if the way God created marriage to be is you leave father and mother and you become one flesh, okay. so you're no longer yep. two, but you're one. So this is now a team unit, and so for me as a dad. I would hope that if I am overbearing and trying to control all my kids' schedules, that my kids would look me dead in the face and say, well, first off, not first off, like that'd be kind of weird, but like, but, but I'd hopefully they would, I would hear mm-hmm. them say something, the fact of, would you want your dad controlling your entire life too? Mm-hmm. And the fact of, if we're supposed to bow to the mercy of you, so would what, you bow to the mercy of your dad? What if they say yes? Then I, I mean, I, I, I would hope my I'm, son would have I'm enough. On your, I'm on your I, know. Side. <laughs> I, I would hope my son would have enough wisdom to put yeah. a strong boundary in place between no, me yeah. and him. Yeah. So, so to me, I would agree. You know, again, we're launching, we're launching our, our arrow out. Right. right? There, there. You have been given stewardship over your family, over your child. Right. You're, you've cleaved to your wife. Right. That that unionship, and then your children are God has given you a, a time and you're supposed to raise them up, train them up in the ways that they should go, that they won't depart right. from it. Right. So we have a training. Now you still need to honor them. We, yeah. Okay. Case in point, I'm doing my mom's and I'm doing a whole full break job. My mom's van. Sure. This weekend, but sure. I'm doing that in order to help my mom and, and love her. My mom does a great job where it's like, Hey, whenever it's in your schedule, hopefully sooner than later, cause I'm having issues. Could you do this? Right. And so if I love and honor my She's mom asking for help, I mean, well, exactly. Yeah. It's not control of the fact sure. that, okay, so this is when you are going to do this. Here's how you're going to do it. You have the right as a husband, loving your family, being the head of your household to say no. Yeah. It's okay to say no, because yes. here's the other thing too, is the fact of when you say yes to everything, you're saying no to other things. So if you're always saying well, yes to the control of your parents, you might be saying you're no supposed to, your wife. to honor. You're supposed to honor right. your father and mother. Correct. But you're supposed to love your wife, correct? As Christ loved the church. So what happens when the two contradict each other? You always choose your you always choose your spouse. always choose your spouse, right? Yes. And, and because your spouse. because we are one flesh at that right. point. Because because your job is to now, as a husband serve your wife, yes. Not have your wife be your doormat. And when and I, when I say when they contradict, okay, is it my wife needs me to do a brake job on on her car, and my mom needs me to do a brake job on her car? And they both want it done the same day. What do I choose? Pick your spouse. I go, I go, well, I got to take care of my wife first because that's my responsibility. And if I have time, then I'll come help you as well. You try to do both, right? You do the best you can. But sometimes you have to say, no, this is priority. And your wife should be your priority. And then your children should be somewhat of your priority as well because you have to train them up, right? Yep. You, you can't train them up by neglecting them. No. And But... Likewise, we still have to love and serve each other and honor our father and mother, and that's all part of that general, that general love for each other that we should have, and that general honoring we should have for each other. And so, I think there's, you know, you got to have some balance. But I, I would agree with you that that our primary responsibility is we are a core family unit that God has given me headship over, and I have to answer to my to God about how I handled the 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 responsibilities in which He gave me of of my wife 
and of my children. Right, I, and, I, and I, I think you know the title of patriarch and matriarch are supposed to be titles of honor. Yes, not not uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, almost like I think of like Charlemagne when he was crowned king mm-hmm. of the Holy Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and he wasn't crowned; he took the crown and crowned himself. Right, and a lot of times, a lot of people who have power struggles and control, it's, it's these. These either, you know, men or women, because it's both, they want to take all the authority and say, no, I am the matriarch. Right. I am the patriarch. You are going to do what I tell you to do. Almost like the crown, where right. it's like, you serve the crown. Right. And I have it. So you're going to serve me. Right. Whereas, like, I, my mom, I actually told Beth this a couple of weeks ago before we even had, think about having this conversation, where it's like, my mom's the matriarch of the family. Because she is, but that's a place that I want to give her of that honor. But it's honor. It's, it's not. Honor. It's, it's not, not her taking it. No, it's not control. It's a. It's a state status of honor. Right. Right. Which is different. That's why I said in the very beginning, there's a difference between honor and obey. Right. There's a difference, right? Because as a child, underneath the authority of the father, mm-hmm. yes, you are supposed to obey as a child. But when and, you have departed, yep, you are no longer under that headship. You're under the headship of and, Christ, and and. and those over your, that God has put over your life, such as your pastor, mm-hmm. your eldership, the government, those are those are the ones now that you are under, and you obey those laws or their their roles. So, and you know, going back to what I said earlier about you know, if you have a spouse that is more like, well, you just don't love my family, because I'm thinking of, of you know of. Of, of like, I'm thinking of a wife, right? Where it's like she did everything. She has super tight relationship with her dad. I'm getting ready to get into that. Mom, That's going to be my second. And all question. these different things, and the fact of, well, I want to do all these things with our family. Sure. I think you need to come at it at a certain. Yes, if you love your wife, you would be a part of that. But I also think you need to be willing to have these tough conversations, not where it's like, and not blow it up. Where it's like, I can't believe you. All you want to do is be with your parents, and and you never think about me and all these different things. I think if you approach this conversation with gentleness and respect and with all humility and have a conversation like, hey, here's the deal. It, it, I I know you love doing things with your family, mm. and but I, at the same time, I want to make memories that are just us. Right. Like, what can we do yeah. to honor this while also respecting that? And there, that's a real conversation you know? that Janelle and I had to have. Mm-hmm. 100% a real conversation because she loved to do everything with her family and and wanted to do everything, and I said, and "That's well, a good I want- sign when you marry into yeah, a good family. That's a good sign. It's a great thing." But there's things that's like I want to do this as a core unit, yep, to build these memories as a core unit, and not that I don't want to do that, and it's not because I don't love my in-laws. It's because there's some things that it's like I want to establish this right. for us, and it, and it's not because I love that or dislove them, or I just want to get away from them, or I only want it to be us because I'm selfish. It's because no, I I want some memories to be just the core member. And but, I think that's where you and I are very different where like, cause you know, I was raised by a single mom for most of my life sure. looking back. And I mean, my dad passed away when I was 10, but my mom was one where after dad died, most traditions stopped. Mm. Like, you know, like for Christmas, that was super hard. I mean, the holidays after you lose like a spouse yeah. is, I mean, I don't know what it's like, but it's awful. And so you know like, what it's like as a son though. Yeah. So. Well, it's true. But like, you know, so Christmas, the very last Christmas that we had with dad, he took me and a man to go see Lord of the Rings, the, the, mm. the fellowship there. I know mm-hmm. I talked about this in the podcast. So that became a Christmas tradition. And we started going to the movies cause it was just easier for mom just to get out yeah. and not even think about it. Yeah. And so for, for me, it was easy to make my own tra- like, uh, my Tradition. own traditions because we didn't really have any. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a lie. We had some. Don't get me wrong. We right. had some. Yeah. But, you know, there's a level of, you know, with church life of traditions with that. Well, as a pastor, I was on staff. I was, like, I had to be at these things. So right. that, that became tradition. But it was also more of when Beth and I make decisions, it's not like, oh, well, my mom always does this. We got to figure out. So, how can we bring mom along into this? Yeah. That's more of the conversations we have. But 
You know, so I haven't had to deal with the conversation like what you and Janelle have. But yeah, those, they're, right. every person comes from a different yes. background and perspective. And right. so here's like, here's kind of where I'll land my plan unless you have more well, questions. Don't, don't land the plan yet. Okay, well, then here's a thought. I'll okay. have a thought then. Okay. And so so I want people who are listening to this podcast to, to look at your own relationship with your own spouse and ask mm-hmm. the question of, okay, so what is from my childhood and from my past that's causing me to put these reflections onto my spouse? Mm-hmm. Or, or you might be more, it's like, I have a great family relationship with my parents. Maybe you should go ask your your husband or your wife. Say, hey, how does it make you feel that we do everything with them? Like, I want to I want to yes. seek to understand. And so I think it's worth from if you're listening to this podcast right now. I know you are because if you've listened listened to us this long, I know you're still here. So <laughs> figure out where you are at with how you were raised as as a kid to your parents. What is your relationship with your parents like right now? And mm. it may be worth just asking your spouse not to solve a problem, but just be like, hey, so I know this is how we've always done it, but. How does that make you feel? Like, how do you feel so, with all this? Are there things you would like to change and do it? And you be the bigger person. Let me pa- have that conversation. Let me pause your thought there. Oh, I already finished it, so you can because that it. that thought's going to tie into this next question. Oh, dang! Let's it's go. Gonna, it's going to go right back into okay. it. Okay. So your thought. I keep looking at the screen. My bright water. Loop your final me. thought is going to be a continuous final thought here. Okay. At least I'm pretty sure. So, okay. Sorry, I'm, Joe. I'm give, this is another hour and a half one right here. I'm going to give us another. Brother-in-law, gonna, Joe. Well, side note, I love Joe. Joe, I love your family. I'm still waiting for some Mama Nachi pasta. Still waiting for it. <laughs> Me too In a cool now. web container. I'm waiting for it. Where's mine? Jeez. If you get yours before I get mine, and Joe, Joe would do that just to watch me get frustrated. If you got, if you got Mama Nachi food before I did. Mm. We all know I'm his favorite. No. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. But hey, all right. So, so what's so, this? Uh, What's real, your question? Real, real, conver- real, talk. real conversation here. Talk, go talk. No okay. names, but real conversation. Oh, snap. Not a me, but the real conversation I've been, I've just started with one of our listeners. Oh, okay. So you have a, your spouse, uh, and yep, I you're, got one of them. you're watching, you're watching your spouse's sisters downgrade and berate your spouse and you go to defend your spouse. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. So, so, so I'm gonna put it in my own world. So, okay. so, so Beth has two sisters, and okay. so I'm watching Beth sisters. You're watching Beth sisters attack Beth. Attack Beth. Okay. And you go to defend Beth. Okay. We'll use Beth. All right, because you've it's already started. It's just easier. Yeah. It's easier. So, so this is not so the case. You go but. to defend Beth. Okay. To Beth's sisters, and Beth attacks you. For attacking her sisters. Oh boy, how do you handle that situation? I know I have my thoughts, but I'm asking you because, yeah. Uh, so I guess my first question would be: Is does my spouse feel like she's being openly attacked, or is it just kind of a mm, one of those relationships mm. where they do just naturally poke fun at each other? I think uh, the spouse is so you. I would say Beth is so used to it that Beth doesn't re- recognize it anymore. My, so my personality, I, I, I avoid conflict at all costs. So mm-hmm. I know my personality be is to talk to Beth first and say, mm. how does it make you feel when they do? Because there are people out there mm-hmm. who, and, and, and I'll, I'll just speak into it. I know you, not, maybe not so much anymore, but I would say at least a handful of years ago when I first met you, you would have been very quick to step in and be like, you, you don't talk about Janelle that way. Oh, 100% still that and way. And so I know, well, <laughs> well but, you, but, but now. But I do it in a gentle way. But I also know you enough to be like, so Janelle, what's up with this? Yeah. Like, because you had these great conversations yeah. with Janelle. Right. And so I would first want to ask my spouse and say, okay, so from your perspective, A, how do you feel? And mm. then B, what, how do you want me to respond? Because I don't like it that they're, that they're belittling you and that they're making you feel like crap and that they poke fun at you all the time. But at the same time, 
that's what siblings do. And so like, I know if I ever cross the line with my sister, right. Beth is, she doesn't pull and, and Beth is, I mean, she's a saint for this. I mean, the other thing too is never, never cut your spouse at their knees in front of somebody else. Just don't. Yeah. And so Beth is very good too. She'll give me a tap and she'll give me a look of code for you better shut your mouth. I right get now, that all the I time will, from Janelle. I will <laughs> shut your mouth for you. And so I get the look and there's even been times where like, um, uh, I take a dad, a, a dead dad joke a little too far. And cause I can do it with my, my siblings and, sure. but if mom's in there, like that hurts, she lost a spouse. Like that's not something to joke about. And right. so like, I'll get the look shot across the room. Like, Oh crap. I crossed the, the line. line. And so Beth is good at that, but she never will whack me in front of anybody. Yeah. And so, so I would say like, okay, so if that has already happened, talk with your, your wife and say, Hey, I don't like how they spoke to you. I just, I, I don't know what to do. What would you want me to do? And I think that's the big thing first, right? Before right. you ask how they feel about it, say, listen, I notice this. Yes. I notice, Beth, your sisters are calling you X, Y, Z. Okay. And it bothers me for you because I love you. And it, it seems like an attack on you. How do you feel about it? Okay. So, like, here's a good example. So, like, like my, my little brother's nickname is Fatty. I wow. Because, no, but check this out. This went back from... Like we're talking when we were little, like my mm-hmm. youngest brother, six, seven years older, uh, younger than my older. Wow, hello. I'm six, like uh, I'm six years older than him, six sure. and a half years older than sure. him. And somehow, like that became a joke ever since I was like a young teen, and so he mm-hmm. would have been like six. Okay, right. And so it's always been like, see you later, fatty, later, fatty. And so like sometimes that will just come out. Sure. Well, you know. And he was always like the runt of the litter of the mm-hmm. hides. And mm-hmm. then eventually he became taller than me. And now I'm the runt of the litter. <laughs> and so, um, but so it's always been funny to that. Now, if it ever, like, and I don't call him fatty that much anymore. Cause he's like, he's a grown 24 year old adult. Sure. Sure. And like, which I actually were having an adult conversation and I stopped and I said, can I just say how weird this is for me? The fact that I'm having a grown grown adult like grown man conversation with you because in my mind you're still 10 yeah right. and then his fiance jamie just bust out laughing right um and and which i just talked to him on sunday chris yeah oh good yeah and jamie was there too right 100 percent. she oh side note she has won some of the biggest awards you can win as like as like in her field for like women like women of the year and stuff like she is amazing i always always throw your brother off because every time he sees me i have a different look he's like hey i'm like yeah you mean you throw me off every time you have a different look too boss Hey, how's it going, Chris? He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, you don't remember who I am, do you? No, I'm like, I'm Fuller, Mark's Mark's friend. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's Chris. <laughs> but like, but if it ever came to a point where it's like, if Chris doesn't like that, uh, right. me calling him fatty, and, and it bothers Jamie to do that, you know, I, I I would hope that Jamie would either talk to me or talk to Beth, but hey, just so you know this is what your brother feels like. And I go, Oh shoot. And well, hopefully she'd talk to Chris and Chris could approach you. Right. And talk to you about it. Right. And you guys could square it off right then and there and it'd be done. Right. And that, I'd appreciate that's, that. That's the whole, like, Hey, right? I don't like it when you call yeah. me that anymore, man. Versus like, stop calling me that. But, it's like, Oh, snap. But what if, what if Jamie is bothered by it? Right. But Chris isn't, but Chris doesn't recognize it. And Jamie says, Mark, well, Timothy, Timmy, Timmy, Tim, shut Tim. your mouth. I don't like it when you do that. And Chris goes, hey, hey, don't don't talk to my brother that way. And now there's contention there. I think those conversations need to happen, uh, like you said, outside of that gathering. Correct. That, okay, hey, I've noticed this, but, and start that conversation But there. if it did happen, what I hope I would do is step up, not in the same time, but you yes. know, sidebar Chris at some point and be like, hey, 
Jamie doesn't like it. I know we don't care, but for yeah. your guys' relationship, yeah, bro, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, but in, like, a t- in, a, in a relationship where that may not be able to happen, say in this listener's situation, it doesn't sound like. Yeah, and that I don't that know. Can I don't know what that what that situation is. My thing is is to have those. You, you, you're, there's contention there right now. There, there's a lot of tension. Have those conversations with your spouse now. Yes, yes. Now that you know that there's that you've spoken out and and, and then and here's the next def- part, right? Here's the next step. If your spouse says, just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And this is something that Beth has been up my butt about. She's like, if I say something, believe me. And so if, it, if I but, say it doesn't bother me, it, but, it, but if it, not everybody's that way either. That's true. Beth, I love the fact that Beth is a straight shooter. Beth, Beth is a straight shooter. So not everybody's that way. And sometimes it may bother them, but they're, it's not worth, they're non-confrontational. So it's not right. worth it. They're like, let it go because I don't want to get But if you sidebar your spouse in a safe place when they're, well, you know, um, let's just be honest. Well rested and well fed, and you're ready yes. to have a good conversation. Well, that's the thing. So, AK, AK have, go to Chipotle and have this conversation. Sometimes, just say, you know, say something after, like you say, wait, wait for a different time, right? Yep. Maybe that's not the time. Maybe it is the time. Maybe you've never had that conversation, and you, by remaining silent, your spouse is going to get mad and be like, "Why didn't you defend me when blah 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 was saying this?" Well, okay, so maybe step into it and be like, "Hey, hey, hey, let's not do that right now," or "Hey, you know, maybe that's not the nicest thing to say." Say it there, and then. If you've never had that conversation with your, what I'm saying is deal with that, that conflict where you see somebody mistreating your spouse, deal with it in a gentle, loving manner to where it doesn't tick off your spouse. And then you can have that sidebar conversation later. And this is where it's hard, right? Cause you would hope that if you would stand up for your spouse and just, or side or sidebar your, your in like your sister or brother-in-law, yeah, say, whoever, hey, hey. but here's the hard part is, you know, cause I know a lot of family dynamics are like that. It's where it's like stay in your lane. Like this is what we always do. She's fine. It's whatever, yeah. but you've at least done your job and hopefully, and then yes. you tell your spouse, Hey, this is what I did just yeah. to give you the heads up. Right. And sometimes I know the spouse would be like, just don't rock the bow. Right. Just let it be what it be. It hurts, but I'm getting over it. It's fine. Right. You know, at some point you have to say, okay, is it worth and, and this is where the spouse has to have some inner as the person who's being the one being hurt mm-hmm. has to have some inner, inner thoughts and inner dialogue to go. Yeah. Does this really bother me? Why? Why does it bother me? And then do we, as a couple decision, do we have to make some decisions? Be like, I right. don't like this enough. Right. Where maybe you talk with the mom and, then, and dad, and then you're like, well, we got to dip at certain yeah. points. Well, no, you, know? you set up the boundaries with the the in-laws, sister-in-law, brother-in-law. It doesn't matter. Whoever's right. doing the action, that's when you, after the fact, right? Like have, if it happens when everybody's conver- drinking and now they're drunk. Have, well, have, before have the conversation. So so I, I would say as a spouse, right? If somebody did that to Janelle, I would I would nonchalantly be like, hey, hey let's not do that or something. You know, just kind of like figure out how to switch the gear real fast. Do Switch the gear or kind, kind of like make it in such a way that it's like kind of like, hey, kind of like whatever, don't do or that. Or if you're really don't smart. Don't be a jerk about it. Or if you're really smart, whatever they're talking to your spouse, figure out how to flip it and flip it back to them. And be no, because like, ah! that may not be right either. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, maybe Juice wouldn't do that, but that's that's my first instinct. But, but what I'm <laughs> saying is you can, you can defend your spouse without being attacked and just be like, hey, hey, hey Allah, no, 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 that, but no, that. Before, I and, then, before and then you, have the conversation yeah. And afterwards, establish what oh, your see, spouse Oh, I would flip was. it. I would sit and deal with it and then talk to your spouse. How do you feel when this happens? No, what I, I wouldn't want to no, do. I want to deal with it right then in front of your in-laws. I no, would deal no, with no, it no, outside. no, 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 no. What I'm saying is saying. Like later. Yeah, deal with it with your your spouse outside of that. Figure out, does it bother them? If it bothers why? You know, go through that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then if it does bother them and they do want you your help defending because they don't know how to handle it or because of the hurt for so long, they've just dealt with it. They've stuffed it. Then go. There is, there is a lot of that. Then go next Next time you're together with those people, 
and say, hey, listen, I just want to I want to lay this out here. There's some boundaries. Can we not do this? And lay it out there. Lay out the boundaries before it starts again. And a lot of people and establish the boundaries. And hopefully they will listen, but a lot of people will laugh and reject a boundary. But if you and this is where it goes they, back to it. They reject it until you stick to the boundary. Right. So you gotta be and, and here's the other thing too is, you know, again, go back to policies made in the light of day. Talk with your spouse, like, okay, so when this happens, how do you want me to what act? do you want us to do? Right. Do you want us to just get up and leave to make a point? Like in terms of like, all right, yeah. you got uh, we're gonna we're to gonna establish something? this. Do you want me to say something? Do you want us to bounce? Do you want us to leave? How yep. do you want us to exactly. handle this? Because remember, it's their family. And then you support whatever to, if they wanna yep. if they wanna deal with it, if they wanna be the one that does uh, says something and walks out, you support it. If they want you to do it, you support it. And, and, and figure out exactly how you want to handle that situation together as a team. Right. And, and, and for my family, if I, if, if, if y'all, I think Joe's really the only one that listens. So, or if hey, Jamie, Joe, I know, I know, I mean, I know Jamie, I just called her out. She's in the Facebook group. I love Dang you, Jamie. It. So Jamie, if you're listening to, if, hey, Jamie. if, if, if I'm the oldest brother, if I say something that I think is in fun, but sure. is not, I would hope someone comes to me and says yeah, something, whether it's, right. whether it's my sibling or their partner, like hundred percent, like, 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 like if I'm saying something to Amanda that man doesn't like, you know, and, and so Joe, I'm giving you full permission right now to be like, you know, Amanda doesn't really like it when you do that, dude. Awesome. Cool. Now Beth is very, but you're not, good a to- you're not a toxic relationship. I, oh, pff, I sure dang hope not. I'm not a toxic. I mean, I would hope not too. I would hope that anybody, we ain't talking, about my, we're talking about my ex. If, we're talking about me. If you what? and I are joking around and I and I go too far, I would hope that you would be able to feel comfortable enough to come tell me. I hope we don't have a toxic relationship. It's like, no, man, I I don't mean to hurt you at all, ever. So that's just but the I way think it is. that's where it goes back to. And with with yours and my relationship, you know, we both love each other to the point of you know, love covers a multitude of sins. Right. And has there ever been times when you've crossed the line on me? I don't think so, but. Um, I mean, I would hope not. And I hope if I did, you would say something. <laughs> but there's also the level of, okay, so if this is how I That's feel. That's not true. I crossed the line one time and you paused me. Oh, on air. You paused me right there. On I crossed air. the line and you paused me and that was it. And we squashed it right then and there. I was like, paused. okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, but but going back to the just in-laws and these conversations, you know, I think it goes back to, and, and these are the verses that I think people should listen to mm-hmm. and glean from are the ones that we talked about with first Peter four, seven, where it talks about, um, uh, above all maintain constant love, for, maintain constant love for one another since love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. And then into Ephesians four, it talks about, and be kind and compassionate to one another, mm-hmm. forgiving one another, just as Christ also forgave you. Cause you understand what Christ did for you. 100%. You do it for others. Yeah. James one, 19 through 20, slow to speak, slow to wrath, quick to listen. God gave you two ears and one mouth because you got to listen twice as much as you speak. Um, and then Romans 12, you know, nine through 21, yeah. where it talks about as much as you are able to live at peace with one another. And so there is a level of when you are married, you guys got to work together to be a team in this relationship mm-hmm. in such a way where ask your spouse, how do you want me to handle this? How do you want me to deal with this? What do we want to do in our relationship? Mm-hmm. Do Here's another one. Here's a hard question. Do I seem to love my family more than I love you. And what does that look like? And sometimes we end up accidentally marrying toxic people too. And so you gotta be willing to have that conversation when the time comes as well. But you also got to make sure you love your wife the way she needs to be loved. You Mm -hmm. love your husband the way that he needs to be loved. And it's going to be different. This is where the love languages come in. Every single person is different. So your wife may say, I don't feel loved when we ditch our family for, for, for family holidays. And you go, okay, well, 
I get that. I understand that. But here's where I'm coming from. And then you seek have the conversation. To, that's right, right, right. Come together and seek to understand one another. And right. then, you know, it might take some work. It's not a conversation that happens just once. It might be over years until mm-hmm. you guys figure out what the heck you guys want to do in all of this. But right. if you are seeking to love your spouse in the way that Christ loved the church, I'm even going to say why is if you love your spouse the way Christ loved the church. And husbands, if you really love your wife the way Christ loved the church, you're willing to submit yourself underneath them to say, how can I serve you better in this way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's yeah. all I got, boss. Hey, sounds like a good way to end it to me. Ooh, fun fact of floor time. Let's go. Let's go. Time for fun facts with February. <laughs> well, a long episode. I've got a really short fun fact. We need to go for a Joe Rogan experience. I don't know if I got four hours. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Ooh, if I could. That'd be fun. I, I would have to not drink anything for that long. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you ain't drinking nothing on our episodes. So here's the short fun fact of the Jesus day. Just turn water into wine, though. So wow. Anyways, so we can get a tattooed mid mid episode. Keep going. I'm hyper. Let's wow. go. I'm, I'm I'm getting new wink here in a little bit. So that's what I was, that's what. My so anyways, is. let's go. Uh, a male ostrich can roar like a lion. Wait, what? No, a male ostrich. Absolutely not. Look what? It Look it up, bro. That's the fun fact of the day. Real never, short but, and sweet. But at the zoo, I've never. Rawr. <gasps> Wait a minute. Okay, Beth. Let's talk about this because there's this random roar that happens in the zoo, and I'm like, they can mimic the roar of a lion. And and Beth is like, that's coming from the lions. I'm like, ah. It's not coming from the lions. It's on the other side. Is it coming from the ostriches? Possibly. If they're males. I want to ask the zookeeper to be like, Look do we have any up, male man, ostriches? Do they sound like lions? Can you poke one and make one mad so I can hear it? Wow. I have never heard an ostrich. I mean, is it as loud as a lion? Though? Uh, I don't know, but they can roar like a lion. I That's mean, really a, dang a cool. You've heard a, a lion roar, right? Well, man? A pot it, of me, like, man. Terrifying. Have you seen the new lions, by the way? I have not, but I want to go so oh. bad. We just re- re- renewed our membership, so I got to go. So I haven't seen him outside yet. I've only I'm seen him inside. Forward. I love the tigers, man. Although, you know, your boy here, my favorite zoo animal is the red panda. Absolutely. Uh, did you see when that. I was holding a leaf on the side of the glass? And it was like, I want to eat I it. I was a little bit jello. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, man, that is so cool. You I want to. I want to cuddle a red panda. You want to cuddle a red panda? Yeah, I, I, I want a red panda experience as well. Let's do you it. You know what else I want to do? We should do live RTC on the road <gasps> with the red panda. I would die. <laughs> oh, man. Like, look, you guys could get like... We, get, we feature you on the show, and you let us hold the red pandas, and everybody's happy. Everybody is happy, including everyone over in the Facebook group where everybody That's hangs right. out after, before, and maybe during, during the show. I don't knows. even know. But if you are not a part of the online Facebook community, I would encourage you jump over there. There are so many people in there who are just like-minded like you, whether they're new to the faith or they're old in the faith. I'm talking about you, Rodney Abuse, and so many other people in between. There's so much to just glean and have fun in that community and ask Definitely. any question that you have. So make sure you check out that online Facebook community. And if you haven't already checked us out on YouTube, go over there now, hit that subscribe button and the bell notification. So when we're on, you're there. You can see us, uh, you can see us in our pretty faces. And so, our Waterloo's. So when you- And our coffees and our water. I have three beverages Listen, tonight. if you go to YouTube and subscribe and when you see us all the time, then when you catch us out in the wild, aka out in you public, know you, you know like. exactly who we are. And then you can be like- Bros, and then yeah, I love it. Cool also, guys, leave us a podcast review anywhere you can, specifically Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you do, let us know. We'll get you a mini swag bag in the mail. That's right. Just like always, we love you guys. And until next time, take it easy.